I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny What's up, JFW family? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. That is just an energy drink. The purpose of this that's, podcast is to... That's celebration of the truck driver week right <laughs> yeah. there. Right? Popping a, a cold one. Pop a top again. It's just funny to watch all the heads turn like, what did he just do? purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch a fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Jim, Brother Dave, Super Dave, and our very special guest, Jesse Radabaugh. Aw. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Jesse. Morning, buddy. Morning, morning. Jesse. Morning. Jesse, I can't really tell if you're a patriot or not, but we're going to figure it out. Why don't you kick off the pledge? <laughs> I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, he's a patriot. Woo. Big time. That was like unified, wasn't it? It was a good one, yeah. yeah was... Nice job, Jesse. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. But no matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As a reminder, anything you hear today on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the five men in this room's opinion, mostly Jesse's. I'll take it. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, nice. man, What's your opinion, Jesse? I am slacking. I don't have the stats from last week. I have what? Man. Yeah, you guys fill in some space here for me real he quick. He has been drinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I haven't had a sip yet. That's, wow. that's what they all say. That's what yep. The, yeah. yep. that's first, the first indication is denial. <laughs> that's what the problem is. He hasn't had a sip yet. Uh, oh, yeah. i got to get the alcohol back in the blood system. The lubrication. Yeah. That's what uh, when we were golfing the other day. Uh, my son-in-law, James, he was like, I need some swing lube. I'm like, what, what? are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, I got to calm down and have a beer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> swing lube. <laughs> swing lube. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. Uh, we, could well, do, we could do the dad jokes. Right? I got I got them right here. Okay. So episode 97, because today's episode 98, episode 97 had 542 downloads. Very cool. Yep, we are at 47.3 thousand total downloads. And our followers, wow. Profile. I'm getting jacked up here. Ah, 
What is going on? Because I, I know you're looking, Jim, but isn't this episode 97? It should be 98. Oh, so it's wrong at the so that's top. Wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering that because on my JFW calendar, I have uh, the 100th episode marked. Okay. There. Okay. Because that's and, the reason I was I, asking, yeah, Dave. Yeah. I was like, whoa, did I miscount or yeah. what? No, I suck. <laughs> I think you just need to go to drinking. <laughs> 217 followers, so we did increase by one. Thank you oh. for the, our new follower. Awesome. Glad to have you. All right. Now that we stretched that out, it's time for the Dad Joke Challenge. Jesse, you probably know, new blood goes first. Well, I, I got a few of them. I didn't really know what theme to go with, uh, but uh, I, I read an article the other day about how clear coffins are becoming a thing. It's, but remains to be seen. <laughs> That's a, that good, is a one. good one. That's a good one. I and, like it. Yeah. You know, my, uh, my kids are really into building things, uh, especially like my 16 year old. He, he, he's looking into being an engineer as he gets older. So I showed him that, uh, there's a Legos were having a sale and, you know, people were lined up for blocks. <laughs> Man, those are two good ones. Yeah. Good. yeah, not bad at all. Dang, I'm just gonna suck today. <laughs> Jesse's bringing the heat. Uh, oh, that's funny. You gotta admit, Legos are cool. Legos are I mean, that cool. is something with staying power. I mean, they were around right fifty years ago, sixty right? years ago. Yeah, and they are going strong. My and grandkids just love anything Lego. Yeah. And the damage to the bottom of your bare feet hasn't changed in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. nope. They were a go-to for me growing up, man. Oh, I just yeah. loved those things, <clears throat> I used right? used to build trucks out of my yeah. Legos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, I'm going to jump in there. I, I, was, I was so poorly prepared for this today that Jam luckily gave me a joke that <laughs> was given to him. By so, Steve Barnes, yeah. By Steve Barnes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Steve, for, for saving my bacon here. But uh, I guess a grandma and grandpa were... We're walking with their their family one day and in the park having a good time and the grandpa kept talking to the grandma going babe and hun and sweetheart and you know saying this that and the other and the grandson that was with him was like gosh grandpa you just you really love grandma I can't believe it you know that's I'm so impressed what's what's your secret and the grandpa goes what do you mean and he says well you don't call her by her name you you call her sweetheart and babe and hun and the grandpa goes, oh, I forgot her name years ago. <laughs> so thank you, Steve Barnes. I appreciate it. You saved me, man. I, I came up here and I was like, does anybody have an extra dad joke? I got to poach one. So thanks, buddy. Well, I've been thinking about getting a second career as a reverse truck driver. <laughs> wow. Backed up more miles than you gone forward. You know, a backup job. <laughs> and then i think we've done this one but did you hear about the big truck crash and the driver was uh he had a truckload full of toupees no the police are combing the area <laughs> good one that is a good one i don't know why whenever toupee comes up i think of that old dude that has that really Bad comb over, you know, like five hairs that they Trump. 
I don't know the one, and I know it's it's old, but the Carol Burnett show with Tim, oh, Tim Conway. Conway. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that Mr. That one, Wiggins. Yeah, it would blow up on one side. You know? That's where I think uh, of it. Those Super. were classics. Yeah. Those God, were. you had to love the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. There is no show like that around anymore. Uh-huh. I just, Brother I, Dave, I, I don't think I've ever heard you tell a Trump joke before. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad hair Boy, yeah. man. If that's, if that's not one, jokes. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Soup. Trump is a joke. so uh i was passed along this joke uh just this morning actually when i opened my my messages and um i have to thank brie baldridge for this one this one's really good so a cardiologist died and was given an elaborate funeral okay a huge heart covered in flowers stood behind the casket during the service Following the eulogy, the heart opened and the casket rolled inside. The heart then closed, sealing the doctor in the beautiful heart forever. At that point, one of the mourners burst into laughter. And when all eyes stared at him, he said, I'm sorry, I was just thinking of my own funeral. I'm a gynecologist. (laughs) (laughs) And then the proctologist fainted. (laughs) Wow, dude. She brought it, didn't she? Dave was like, can we do that one? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's just a clean, dirty joke. Right? (laughs) Right. Well, it sounds like we're all getting our jokes from from drivers today, except for Jim. Mine were bad on my own part. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ryan Emmeline gave me a call this morning, and he's like, Jam, you know who Cardi B is? I'm like, of course. He's like, did you know she has a sister that was a personal trainer? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Her name was Cardio. (laughs) 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 Uh, I didn't know that would be a big hit, but I'm glad you guys liked it. That's pretty good. That was as good as Dave's... Beyonce joke, you know what did Beyonce. what did Jay Z call Beyonce before they got married? Fiance. Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, no new employees this week, but we do have celebrations. I first need to make a correction. So last year, I remember I messed up Gene Freeman's wife and daughter's birthdays, and I called Tiana his wife when it should have been Tiffany. So this year, I was super careful, <clears throat> but I was paying so much attention to Gene. I call Tori Jason Gamage's wife. It's actually his daughter. So oh. happy birthday to his daughter. Daisy, I know who you are. I didn't mean to get you guys confused. <laughs> I was too focused on the Freemans. Right? Easy so. to get mumble jumbled. Oh, my it? gosh. Yeah. yeah. Anniversaries. Miguel Castrojone, four years. And Alonzo Rangel, one year yesterday. So wow, congratulations. Good, congratulations guys. You good guys. job, you guys. Yeah. Great job, Miguel. Yeah, absolutely. And Alonzo Sicario, man, one year. That went quick. Yeah. Talk about a silent warrior. He doesn't make any noise. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. No, exactly. Miguel, Miguel is as well. Yep. 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 So yep. true. And then uh, Bob Mardian. He hits three years this Friday. Congrats, Bob. Oh, yeah, congratulations, Bob. Yeah, everybody. Thank you guys. Congratulations, Bob. Those are great numbers. Yeah. Here's some great numbers, too. Actually, I won't keep out the ages. Birthdays. Dwayne Sand. He had a birthday Sunday the 10th. Benny Gonzalez had a birthday on 9-11. Bob Mardian's birthday is today. And Brother Dave, he's got a birthday tomorrow. Nice. Happy yeah. birthday, guys. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday folks. <clears throat> I'm sure you're going to make a big deal out of your birthday. 
Brother. Yeah. I'm like that right you're now. Gonna, you're going to call off of work and yeah. take a mental health day? Big celebration. Big yeah. celebration. All right. Yeah. I think birthdays are great it, until you hit like, I don't know, 25, 30. I don't know. <laughs> Dave <laughs> paints an ugly picture, man. Wow. Family birthday celebrations. Speaking of the Freemans, Tiana Freeman, that's Jean's daughter. Her birthday was Monday, 9-11. Happy birthday, Tiana. Tiana Freeman is famous for knowing how to do... Uh, I was just going to ask that. Yep. Knowing how to bump tires and know what to listen for without being cued. I caught her at the fuel aisle one day riding with Jean. She was bumping the tires. I said, what are you listening for? And she looked at her dad and Jean says, don't look at me. And she said, a hollow sound. Very cool. Boom. Yep. Awesome. All right, shout-outs. we got some. <clears throat> this is Truck Driver Appreciation Week, but I'm going to start with a mechanic. Ricky DeLeon, shout-out to him for kicking ass and taking names. That guy's been on fire these past yes, few mornings. absolutely. All by himself, yep. just handling it. Yep. Yep, just pile it up on his shoulders. He's got it. Yeah, handling and, that stress well. And, and with a smile. And, oh, you know, joyfully. We, yeah. Ha- yeah, happy yeah. to serve. I think we had uh, two trucks in the shop and two outside on Monday, and I said, Ricky, are you having fun yet? He says, always have fun every day. Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was like, Good You know, deal. last weekend was a three-day weekend, so we always have, you know, quite a bit of controversy the <laughs> Tuesday morning oh, yeah. with, from the long weekend and he was <laughs> just working through it and, and all sorts of different stuff and uh, Saturday he was on again you know he was a Saturday mechanic also being alone by himself mm-hmm. last weekend this week and he was in eating lunch and I felt so bad I said I was walked in to tell him I was leaving and I go hey Ricky I'm leaving and I scared the hell out of him he was <laughs> he was concentrating on lunch and I was like but this week's going to be really good. You got it. You got uh, it. He was like, absolutely no problem. You know, yeah. he was, you know, just a good What a good great guy. teammate. He probably uh, had his earbuds in, though, too. I, I think so, yeah. Dave. But I just, I mean, I just, he was concentrated. I just rocked his world. It felt bad. I'll even chime in on that. Just walking in this morning, you know, he's sitting in the new Western Star doing this and that. And he saw me and right away he said what's up buddy had a smile on your face what do you got for me i said i I don't have anything for you just saying good morning (laughs) he doesn't hear that often right yeah he's just used to the workload now it's hard to have like a personal hello right like yeah what do you got (laughs) let me fix it all right shout out to andrick and edwin they put out a brake fire on another company's truck the other day Came down the hill, they were over, you know, just coming down on the bottom there, and truck was pulled over, brakes were on fire, guy's just standing there, let his truck burn. So they dropped out with the fire extinguishers and actually were able to get the brake fire out. That's wow. that's Holy amazing, cow. and that yeah. they got it out. Yeah. You, we all know how, oh, yeah. once that tire starts, yep. you, you don't get them out with Be burning for days. fire extinguishers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, great job. Greg Wise, I want to give a shout out to Greg Wise. Um... I gave Greg a call the other day. Everyone knows that we're doing this Windy Point, you know, slowdown campaign, basically. Fair, I, fair, fair play, Jam, not to fair, interrupt. Yeah, yeah fair yeah, play. Not just Windy Point. Windy Point's a new one, but yeah, yeah the whole sure. stretch coming back from fair play. We're just running this campaign. Watch your speeds. Like, we're not, we're not four-wheelers. We don't need to be going over the speed limit. Anyway, we had a conversation. JR and I had a conversation with a guy, and he just refused to believe what he was doing was wrong. He no longer works here. Anyway. You just get so used to like the pushback sometimes. Like, hey, you're going too fast. I'm not really going that fast. Anyway, I called Greg Wise the other day. Hey, Greg, I want to give you a call about your speeds on Windy Point. 
Oh, I'm already over it. All over it. He says, um, I heard it on the podcast. I've already adjusted my speeds. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Conversation over. Like, <laughs> right, boom. Thank you. Yeah, thank yep. you. That was Thanks awesome. Thanks for self-policing and just taking care of it, Greg. That that means a lot to and us. And listening to the podcast. And right? listening to the right. podcast. Taking some yeah. tips and points. Yep. He is engaged. He uh, He's definitely assimilated into our culture. He, he gets a job done. So volunteers for cores all the time. Anything you want. I want to give a shout-out to um, Dan and Marshall from uh, Denver Truck and Trailer. They're a father and son team. Dan's the owner over there. Went over there for something the other day. I think something was in the way in the back lot. They had to move a trailer, but Marshall came walking over. We had about a 20-minute conversation. Marshall listens to the podcast every Wednesday. How cool. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like we were talking about something. Dan just pointed at Marshall like, he probably knows because – he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to you guys. Thanks, Marshall. Yeah, thank you, Marshall. Yeah. yeah. They're just great neighbors, though. Oh, I mean, not only what, oh, what a great job they do for our repairs, right? but I mean, they're, they're just, just great neighbors. They're they, good people. Yeah. You they, know? We could work in the same under the same roof. And yes. It yeah. would be yes. a yeah. perfect fit, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. All right. I want to give a shout out to Jesse Radabaugh. I know he's sitting right here. I, see if I can make him turn right. I don't know. But anyway, Jesse asked me yesterday, why me? Why do you want me on the podcast? And honestly, he impressed me the other day, and then Jim asked if we should have a driver on this week, and I said, I got the perfect guy. What I want to give him a shout-out for is we had a drop-in hook. He had a trailer that wasn't, the lights weren't working on the right bank. So we needed a drop-in hook his trailer, drop his trailer, hook up to another one. Well, anyway, he one-shotted it from the North Bay into 005 spot around the fuel aisle, one shot in the dark, no pull-ups, perfect. Like, couldn't have been more squared away. So we go to unhook his trailer, but his 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 line, his airline for the low gauges on the trailer is stuck. I'm like, you got any tools? He's like, yeah, it's on the patches aside. So I open up his door, and the first thing I notice is carpet cut out to the shape of his floor mat to keep his floor mat from getting dirty. So I'm like, huh, well, that's cool. Then I go to get his vice grips in his tool bag, but he's got an air hose in the way <laughs> because he's made his own air hose with a, a, a air chuck and an air gauge on it, right? Just in case he needs to use air and fill up some of his tire or somebody else's, right? So everything was just super squared away. Truck was clean. It just, he, he just really gets it. So we appreciate that, Jesse. That's why you're here today. Yeah, that thank you, awesome, Jesse. Yeah. Since you're sitting here, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Honing thank that you. craft, being prepared. Yes, yeah. being well, capable. Above and beyond. Yeah. Now yeah. he doesn't just show up like do do do. I'm coming to work today. He's like ready to work. Yeah. You know, he wants to get it done, and <laughs> he's ready to go. <laughs> that was a good do do do. That was pretty animated. <laughs> that was. That just reminds me of like Erica. That same thing when when that one that one friend of theirs was. She was kind of having front of, I don't know, problems with him anyway. She was like, dur 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 so they call him Durder. Durder. That's funny. Uh, JR wants to give a shout-out to Anthony Harper for cleaning under his liner at the end of the day at Plant 12. Those, you know, are, the, those are the good catches, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, guy's got his trailer in his air. In the air. Well, that didn't sound right. Guy has his trailer in the air. 
He's in between the tailgate and the trailer, shaking his liner out to prevent holes being burnt in the liner. I that's mean, huge. Yeah, yeah I mean, people little, don't think that, but oh my gosh, is that huge? Yeah, that's the difference between a five-year liner and a one-year liner. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We've I mean, talked bingo, about it right there. Yep. You you leave your liner unclean for just two weeks, you're going to get a a rock stuck up far into the liner, and it'll never come out. And before you right. know it, you'll have a hole. Yep. Yep. Back in the day, like a year ago or two years ago, we'd have to replace the liner. Yeah, the, the whole liner and all yeah. that, and we've, we've, we've come a long ways on puzzle that. Puzzle piece on, weld them. Yep, yep. yep. And Which I bre- is still a big job. Oh, yeah, you know? it's that, that's not easy. You know, right. it's, yeah, right. ne- never easy. Yeah, yeah, we've just, we've just simplified it a lot, you know. And I, I've, you know, I've spent, I don't know how many podcasts all of you guys had, and, you know, like Ed you know, that used to drive for us, do all the golf loads. He was forever cleaning that, that liner because he didn't want to be without it, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't want his trailer to be down or, or repaired. And I, I know he got a full five years out of that liner and he hauled everything. And that was a round bottom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So yeah, yeah can, can be done. Yep. Shout out to Charlie and Jason for, uh, their work on night cores, but also they've been dealing with the can exploding quite a bit. It's like they get a lot of water in there or just some kind of liquid and gate pops open and it's just not good. Man, it's yeah. like a steam pot when, when we're not under it is when it's happening because they're showing up and it's just it's just exploded. You know, oh, so it's, wow. We're yeah, it's there. just this boom. They show and, up and it's all over the ground. Yeah, grain is blown everywhere. They're calling them blowouts and it's, right. it's weird. It and is I, bizarre. And I can't get past that, Dave, because you know having kids or you know my girls or whatever you know when you talk about a blowout you know (laughs) it's that diaper mess that you know it wasn't solid enough and it's you're a blowout so anytime linda types that oh we had a blowout at the can i'm thinking okay can blowout diaper (laughs) you know it's just it takes me down this path and i just giggle to myself just missing that pungent acidic odor (laughs) yeah that smell that oh my god what i wonder that that was a blowout (laughs) yeah Nothing could retain yeah. that. Yeah. They don't make a saucepan that could store that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you pull them out of the stroller and it's up their back. And- <laughs> Dude. Luckily, I met my daughter when she was four and uh, the blowouts were over. <laughs> you, you, you missed some fun times, Jim. Yep. <laughs> Man, I'm not good at picking up dog poop. Oh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's another whole story. Choking, you know, trying to help Holly once in a while and just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. There's a video of dads changing baby diapers and they're all throwing up. <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. It's like a real. Yeah. Right? It no. is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to uh, Rob White and the Bulka team for just making it look easy, man. You could throw anything at those guys and they just get it done. They do. Yeah. They're just there. Something else. It's so impressive. Talked to Rob a little bit last night and he was like, yeah, we got it. You know, all these night pours that were going on and stuff like that. And I was like, Rob, how are we doing? Because it, you know, originally the. the some of the pours changed. You know, we were going to start on Sunday afternoon, and then it morphed into Monday, and then it became Tuesday night. You know what I mean? We've just had all of these challenges. And, you know, the first one, we needed, like, 15 preloaded trailers. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. We only have 15 trailers. How are we going to preload every single one, get the plants full prior to preloading, and then have trailers available? You know, I mean, just everything about it. And, man, Rob and, and his team, they just work through it, and, it, you know, boof. Here we are. It was like making the magic. It just happened. Yeah, I was so. just I was going to do the same comment listening to you and Rob because I don't I don't pay attention to the 
the bulker side probably as much as I should and stuff and you know listen to you guys chat back and forth and Rob's whole demeanor you know oh no big deal you know uh, we got it you know Freddie's working all night he's <laughs> right. he's moving some trailers and you're like well how many trailers is he moving oh like six or eight and then the guys are picking them up and they'll all be empty and but we're loading here in town and we're going to run them down here and then we're headed up to Wyoming but we're going to pick up the F yeah, and I, guys I, need to go to Central I first had, I mean, yeah, yeah I had to move all this yeah. and I'm like okay <laughs> wow. my head's spinning and and you know you're just right. you're just so out of touch and you're right Rob's just like yeah, yeah. whatever I got it it's like so you're good right yep. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right. yeah, I, yeah. Cool. you're to the point you're lost already and yeah you're like, okay so we're good yeah i think i got things covered i, I was just gonna say that i didn't i didn't understand shit what he just said but uh, you're good yeah. yeah i don't even know if it's true it was like i got two f ash two c ash and i i think it's easier to dispatch the 95 end dumps than <laughs> right? 15 right? Bulkers, yeah. right yeah, yeah. So thank you guys for Driver Appreciation Absolutely. Week. Thank yeah. the, yeah. the bulker side. You guys yeah. rock it. I mean, I remember July. Rob, you got four of your key guys off. Okay, we'll get it done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. And then, and then at, yeah, the same group, you know, Rob was off, you know, and then what, Freddie was, Freddie rocked it for that week or yeah. so. And then Freddie was off and Rob was off and somebody else stepped up and yeah. it just, yeah, they just, it's yeah. awesome. The whole team, Big Country, Gilly. Yep. Uh, Troy. I don't want to forget anybody here. I shouldn't have started listening. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I know Breeze, Potter, Potter, Potter's Potter's been jumping in. in. Teddy. Yeah, because the list goes from like Teddy. seven yep. to 14, Frank. right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if we didn't mention your name, we love you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Troy Hunt. Well, Troy actually stopped by this morning uh, to drop off. Cowboy. Um, I don't know if it was green chili or uh, salsa. One of those things. It's hot, though. I asked him. He said it's got some heat. So, thanks, Troy. He just he brought that in for other drivers. So, hmm. stop by and burn your mouth. Could be causing a different kind of blowout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be the same blowout. That'd be the same blowout. <laughs> just um, and then George Potgater, he gave me a handwritten note this morning. I'm going to do my best to get through it here. Good morning. I just want to thank our Heavenly Father for blessing us all to have had the opportunity to choose somewhere in our life to become part of the JFW family. Special thanks to every driver here for being part of the family and help when anyone needs help, even if it's just to close the tarp. Thank you for all in dispatch for keeping us running and to the driver's support. You are all in a circle with us. Thank you to all. From George, 0061, and he signed it. Man, I was able to say it. Oh. Baya Donkey Fur Julie Omar. I don't know. It says, Thanks. <laughs> Must be African. I yeah. swear you just said Baya Donkey for Omar. Baya Donkey. That, and, I, and then the fur. I remember. Okay, Donkey is for Baya Donkey Fur Yule Omar. I was doing it better when. Yeah, I was doing it better when George was standing with yeah, me. I, I got to give George a shout out, too. He sent me a link yesterday um, highlighting his company name. And I don't know if it's his company name. But anyway, yeah, he said there's five color books on Amazon now. Yeah. He said there's even a Halloween color book. And my two grandsons, the little boys anyway, mm -hmm. they love those color books that we handed out. Yeah. And I, I thought, boy, all they could 
get into now is a Halloween color book. Yeah. My goodness. Well, he's got his adult so, coloring book coming out. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. I, I, was, I was just going to mention that because he left uh, a coloring book, one of the first ones, the adult ones, on the desk with a nice note to me and Dave and the, and the JFW family. And I just took it home with me the other night, and, and uh, Allie, my middle daughter, likes to color. And she's looking at it, and she goes, can I color that? And I said, absolutely. And she goes, well, it's got the note in the front. I'm like, even better yet, color it, you know, and, and have it's the autograph. note from George. Yeah, it's yeah. autographed. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, Ali's coloring, you know, the adult one right now. So, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Any shout-outs from you guys? Ah, it's it's Driver Appreciation Week, yeah, Jam. I mean, there's there's so many. I, I, you know, I, I wanted to, like, make sure I had an updated driver's list, Super Dave, and, and maybe read them all, you know, because everybody is outstanding. And, and just right quick, I, I know some of the discussion here is going to be Driver uh, Appreciation Week, but it is 25 years old, this, this, uh, this celebration started in 1998. Oh, wow. Is so, that cool? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's got quite some traction. So, But I think it's got traction because of how important the drivers are. And I think that's when I started driving. Yeah, 98, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe it's, you know, it's 25 years. I mean, I, I've, you know, we've more done it in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years. Yeah. But the, you know, to, to know it's been around that long and not celebrated it in the past. So, yeah, my shout out would be, again, just just to everybody yeah you know it's there's three and a half million nationwide i, I did i did wow. see that too yeah three and a half yeah, million three, yeah that was three and a half million yeah. truck drivers professional truck drivers, drivers. yeah wow. yep yep yeah i'd they, like to give a shout out to everybody that welcomed me back from my vacation last week you're welcome <laughs> i didn't think anybody yeah, noticed i was gone <laughs> dave that office, we always notice you're gone that dave, office trust was me. lonely yeah yeah <laughs> dave walked in and he's like so how many drivers are we now? Like, uh, <laughs> I don't even think I said good morning, Jail. I just said, how many drivers did we lose last week? Funny. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the drivers that, well, to everyone, but it just seems like lately there's a lot of life happening at JFW. Yeah, that is so true. And not in the most positive way i mean we do have some pregnancies and, and some good stuff going on but man there's been losses there's been a lot of family members sick family members family members sick or passing away and man it's just uh, my heart goes out to everybody but also you know to see you know people you know face and overcome that and and still push through and you know get through these things i just want to thank you all for for being here and going through those things so Absolutely, wish them the best, and I, you know, for myself, I I truly hope they they overcome it, and it and it can be overcome, came or overcome. Yep. You know, it's a, it, you know, yeah, when you're down, you're down. It's just a foundation to make your way back up. Yep. And if you need help, you know, it's yeah. together we can, and together this, and together that. If if you don't feel like you have somebody in your corner, just please come to us, so we can help you out. Yeah, I just wanna I want to mention it, and and. and Dave might have it later on because I know he sent it, but we had a nice discussion with uh, Dustin uh, Romero yesterday, and nice. most everybody knows Dustin's been in the office, and it, it's no secret um, he's going to have his, his foot operated on in uh, the 25th of this month, I believe. It yeah, was a Monday. Next Friday? Yeah. Next Monday. He, his last day is Friday, and then I think Monday okay. is the surgery. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we just had a nice conversation with him yesterday about um, having his procedure done and stuff. And 
and Dave brother brother Dave brought up that and then talking about overcoming stuff is there's just that wonderful video uh, the smartest man the smartest how is it labeled Dave the the smartest man in the world third grade dropout yeah third grade third grade dropout is what I tried to wanted to throw in there yeah. so if anybody wants to look up that link I know we sent the link to Dustin but it's just a I mean, this, it's a commencement speech is what it is, but it's a story of the man's life. And I think you said, what, well, it was about eight minutes, Dave, nine minutes yeah. long? Yeah. And he takes you on a journey from from college to wedding to kids and to his, and the story ends up being about his dad. But it, it's truly, you know, the about having that foundation when you're at your lowest moment, you just, you build on that. So if anybody wants a little up, uplifting story, cause you, you truly laugh. And then the next thing you know, you're crying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's got you. Oh, he's he got grabs you. Yeah, he pulls you in and you're, yeah. you're at that commencement speech with him for me. Yeah. You've remarked Dave in the past where we both have to be able to speak like that oh, and tell a story. Yeah. What an art. And, and the guy just takes you on a journey. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. He That's is awesome. amazing at it. So Great. Uh, I would like to give a shout-out to the JFW family as a whole. Um, you know, as you know, Manny was my trainer. Mm. And, you know, prayers for Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just read on his Facebook last night that he's going to have to have another surgery. Yeah. Yep. Um, but... Uh, he passed on Veronica's phone number to me as I started going out on my own as another mentor. And without batting an eye, she, she answers the phone every time, yeah. no matter what kind of question I have, big or small. You know, she's got it. And if she doesn't, she, let me call you back. She'll get the answer and then call me back. Uh, also, shout out to Brian Emerling. Uh, he's played a little bit of a mentor role to me, too. And uh, Eric in 0081, last week, he helped me with trying to air up my tire. Um, Wait, you didn't have your air hose? I, w- I was getting to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was my reminder that I need to carry my air hose. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt bad because we hooked up his air hose, and as soon as I put air to it, it exploded. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Um, but... You know, we were we were at Fry when I you know I found the leak, and uh, he's hey I you know I got you, and you know we're trying to figure it out, and then uh, he we stuck together to plant two, and then we tried to do it again. He had another apparatus through his uh, air hose that he uses to blow out his cab, and we sat there trying both of us trying to struggle with it, trying to use that to air up the tire, and finally we both were like. Okay, well, I'm going to get going, buddy. And I said, okay, I'm going to call the shop. (laughs) (laughs) But just, you know, everybody is willing and always ready to help out anybody. And that, a shout out to everybody for that. That's awesome. That is good. Good stuff. Cool. Yep. Together. Yep, absolutely. Together we can. Yep. That you mentioned Veronica and. She's, you know, ironic you're talking to her about the same time as you're talking about Manny. And Mm. I know she's going through, you know, what could be a possible loss. Her mom is really, really not doing well. And and Veronica's off this week. So thoughts and prayers with you as well, V. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Let's see. Any other shout-outs? No more shout-outs? Okay. Well, as we know, we already talked about his truck driver appreciation week. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for that. JR wants to let everybody know we have a chain class coming up this Saturday. 
times are to be determined. So please contact JR for like a RSVP almost. And then he's going to decide if he's going to do one before the trucks go out or when they come back in or both. So yeah, okay. Just uh, let him know you're interested is the first step and he'll accommodate you. So, yeah. And in, for myself, I, you know, I could take the class again and a lot of good reminders. I mean, cause I, I have changed a truck, but it's been forever, you know, and, and with a lot of things that I do, I always got to review it. You know, if yeah. you don't do it, you know, every day I, I lose that, you know, lose and, it or lose it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just makes perfect. Yeah. Perishable skill. I mean, I know it's like, Oh, if you know how to ride a bike, you never forget. Yeah, but you're awful damn wobbly when you yeah, first get you on are, that huh? bike again, right? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I would I would try to take the test, or not the test, but take the class, mm-hmm. yes. and then maybe you can also help somebody too. Absolutely. The first thing I'd like to recommend too is everybody pull those chains out of those hangers. Check them. Make sure they're not broken. You, you might have just got into that truck. You have no idea. What if there's only three chains on there instead of four? Yep. You know? Um check them out lay them out make sure everything's in order make sure you have your your key you know your t-handle or your your chain key Mm -hmm. because they get lost easy you know they get thrown into glove boxes or into tool bags and then the tool bag comes out from the previous driver and because i get a lot of those tool bags because i try to recycle all that stuff and um you know redo a new bag for the next guy and have it ready to go but a lot of these bags have the chain key in the bag which means they're not in the truck anymore so everybody please check that before well before it starts snowing yeah and i got a call from scott de felice who has his own truck they're checking at the port oh yeah every I mean, I had year. conversation yeah. with him last mm-hmm. week they're yep. checking at the port they yep. and they do it all over i remember uh in the wide spot the chain station at the bottom of eastbound vale pass they were pulling all the trucks in there and i'm like well what the hell's going on here all they wanted to do was see your chains yep mm-hmm. it's a good side hustle too when you get into that chain-up area and you throw your chains and there's four or five guys in there that don't know how to chain up, 50 bucks pop. Yep. You'd be there about 30, 30 45 minutes to make a little extra money. <laughs> and the thing is, is it's, <clears throat> it's prob- if you don't know how, that 50 bucks oh, yeah. is well worth <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just keep trucking. Yep. Now with Venmo, I mean, you get paid on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just help somebody. Yeah, that's true, you. too. Right. Absolutely. Or you could do it the hard way and learn on your own. First <laughs> time I ever chained up was at the bottom of Loveland Pass with a fuel tanker on, on my back and a set of three railers on my deck plate. <laughs> <laughs> and full fender fenders went across both drives. Right. And I was like, what am I doing? It's 8.30 at night. But you were a monster after you got it done, right, Dave? It took you, me an hour, but I got them on. <laughs> yep. Good so stuff. Monday we had a... Um, a meeting with Flood and Peterson. They're our new insurance rep, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah, they're broker. They're broker. broker. They're a there broker. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's you know truck insurance, and I think they're creeping into our health as well. Yep. But it was an amazing meeting. Do you want to speak on that, Jim or Dave? What, what was so great about that meeting? Yeah, I, I actually, Jam, I forgot. To, I wanted to print. What that. was so great about that? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to print that page. Just that. Uh, you know, because the one piece I wanted out of it, Jam, was when they come into an operation, they don't want to be a burden on the operation. They want to bring value to whoever they they see and not put a bunch of, I don't know, I'm going to call useless things that you're supposed to do that have nothing to do with our business. And uh, I think they 
their questions was somewhat of a review of our steering committee and we had all 13 of us there at the meeting and they went over different questions and you know the involvement on our side from our teammates was amazing and i think we just uh we brought a new culture to what they're used to and jfw trying to be different and we amazed them you know they they, they were wowed by it and they've never met with a group that big no no it never and and you know the the concern that we had over our safety and uh you know our drivers and and all that kind of stuff you know that's the reason you know for truck driver appreciation week and it it was just amazing i wish i would have had you know my notes a little better prepared jim but it was it was just an outstanding meeting and and uh i think we're making a difference in the industry and that has to do with all of us yeah so some of the comments that they made just felt good you know it, it did um Going in, you know, when you hear people want to have meetings, I'm kind of anti-meeting, and I'm just like, oh, great, a meeting. And, man, they came in, and right away it was just, you could tell it was different. The questions they were asked, the personalities, their demeanor, you could tell they cared. They just want to help. You know, it just felt like we were other family members, like we've known them for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good description, Jim. But to, to, to see the one lady who was running the meeting, Kendra, you know, look at Eric and you know, for him to say they have the best safety, you know, program in the region. Out of they, oh, you mean JFW? JFW, yeah. yeah. Yes. When he says JFW has the best safety program in the region, I mean, you can't get much better than that. I and mean, that's a guy that deals with trucking companies all day, every day in this area. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's that's our, our pinnacle experience rating, Jam. Okay. On personal on, on pinnacle. That's who handles the work comp. Okay. And we have one of the lowest scores that they have ever seen. Wow. So that is that is, awesome. that is the truth. That's I can't can't make that number up. Yep. <laughs> can't. Yeah, so you guys may get tired of hearing it and we may get tired of saying it. Safety, safety, safety. Slow down. Bump your tires. Three points of contact. Yep. Use your Jake brakes the right way. Stay off your brakes. Watch your speed. Increase your following distance. You know, be careful walking in the yard. It's exhausting, <laughs> you know, like every single day. But this is why we do it. And to hear that it's it's paying off just feels good. Yeah, that's that's part of the, you know, I'm going to mention again, that's part of the appreciation. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we said, we talked about it when we wanted to do this podcast of not to mention any you know, like go bump your tires, right? That yeah. was that was the yeah. thing. But yeah, we all we talk- keep it. Po- we have to be thankful. This yes, we have to, to be, be thankful. thankful. We'd and- appreciate it if you bumped your tires. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you mentioned it, Jam. That we we need to talk about the ten thousand times we never hit the gate. Right. That's what this. That's what this podcast needs to be about. Yeah, Jim. And- can I tell you something? No. <laughs> Every time I go to Walmart. I think of you because I put my card away. (laughs) You appreciate me, don't you, Super Dave? Yes, sir, I do. Cart appreciation. It's only because of him I'm going to jump in and tell this story, man. (laughs) Yeah, right. So make a long story short, my wife wound up, she's going to be 55 in November, and she got her first kidney stone. And Saturday, I mean, it was a rough day for anybody that's had a kidney stone. They they know and blah 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 blah. Make a long story short, right? When we leave, she's they've got her medicated out the wazoo, you know, for the pain and stuff. So 
they give us a wheelchair and of course where i was parked in the parking lot you know we were leaving the clinic two hours after the clinic closed we were the only car there right the only car so i didn't bother bringing it around i had her in the wheelchair i push her out to the to the car you know i put her in the car i start it i'm like i'll be right back so i'm you know, I'm putting the wheelchair back. I can't leave a wheelchair in the parking lot, you know? Oh, you can. Well, you well, can. here's the rest of the story. I'll Paul Harvey you now. Here's oh, the rest man. of the so story. So you found another wheelchair. Of course I did. And, you know, those don't stack together no. like a cart, right? You just don't stick to those together. You them up. And they're pretty freewheeling. Like, like, like one's going one way and one's going the other. I started to... So pull. are you dragging or pulling? Oh, yeah. Both. Right? I finally found that was the best way is to push one with one hand and pull one with the other. And yeah, oh my gosh. There for a minute, I, I looked like I was having an episode to try and figure out like, well, I can't push him side. You know, yeah, it was kind of, it was dark, right? Like it was starting to rain and it was funny. So I, I'm almost back into the facility and the security guard comes out and he's like, oh, you're doing your job for me. And I'm like, well, I didn't know it was your job. I just felt bad bringing one and not, you know, going past the other. So anyway. Have you heard of JFW? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was in uniform being the security guy. I was like, oh, are you the wheelchair narc? (laughs) (laughs) Man, we just took it to a new level. Right. We're going to have to look for the wheelchairs now. Yeah. Speaking of Flood and Peterson, <clears throat> so we have Eric Z, I'll just say, coming on the podcast the last Wednesday of the month, so not the next podcast, one after that. And then it looks like we're going to have Kendra and Kristen. Yes, yeah, hopefully okay, either together or separate. Ladies. Yeah, We'll have them on next month, hopefully. So I'll Perfect. reach out to them today, and we'll dive more into uh, what they do and how they're going to help us. Yeah, that would be great. Cool. Yeah. And then uh, the next on the list is a Brandon relationship. You guys had some news the other day. You met with, uh, was it Theron? Yeah, yeah, Theron. um, He's the head of the asphalt site. And then his son, um, Garrett, came to lunch with us also. Um, You know, a lot of family that works at Brandon a lot, just like here. Um, uh, But it was a good meeting. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, you guys, uh, part of the meeting was that we've been hauling out a fair play. um, Well, not fair play as such, but... We put an asphalt contract together to haul asphalt, the asphalt materials seven years ago already. Wow. It's been seven years. And uh, so we were there discussing that ends, you know, next April 2024. Anyway, we were just discussing it with them, and, and he's, they couldn't be more thrilled, the whole, whole brand and company, with the job that, you know, you guys have been doing every day, whether it's out of fair play, into the pits, the plants, all that kind of stuff, because he goes – you know, our goal when we did this, when we gave you a seven-year contract, was to hire the best trucking companies because to run out of fair play, it's a small community, it's a long ways away, it's a two-lane road, it's mountainous, it's all that kind of stuff, and they needed good trucking companies. And we were one that they trusted and gave us a shot, and we've proven it to them over the last seven years. And, you know, me personally, when I say we, I mean all of the drivers you know we're not out in the trucks every day again that's the reason for truck driver appreciation week and you guys you know hopefully we we tell you guys this enough whether this is a special week for you guys or not and we're doing some trivia and some gifts but every podcast we try to thank you but you don't know what it's like to sit with you know theron is 
what is he, 30-plus years there, yeah, Dave, if, sure, not, if not more? He's one of the original group of Brandon employees. He's been with that team, with the, with the group over there in the family. And for him to brag on us like that, and and you know our safety and the way the trucks look and the way our drivers you just you can't you can't explain that feeling you know i i tried in an email the other day with with you guys the steering committee is very few times you know i i know we've been through you know my mom's death here and that that's a different feeling that's a sadness and stuff but you know when i've been at a football game or even watching it on tv when they sing uh you know god bless america and you get to that point and you're clapping and people are clapping and they're cheering for their flag and their nation or i've been i've been to a funeral and it, it's not the sadness but when they play taps mm. and that's that solemn yeah. you know you're, you're usually saying goodbye to somebody that served his country or her her, her served the country that feeling in your chest of pride mm. That's what I felt when we when we did the meeting with Flood and Peterson, and it's the same pride I felt meeting with Theron. And I guess if you guys can think of a moment where that's it's just overwhelming pride, that's what me and Dave both felt, you know. And and at that insurance meeting, yeah. And and thank you, you guys. I can't. I don't. I I lack the words. I wish I could do a eight-minute commencement speech that li- lived on. <laughs> That's his greatest You know, not, not a, not a <laughs> two-hour podcast, you know, or, or hopefully I can, you know, you guys feel the pride that I feel. So, yeah, just thank you guys. I don't 100%, know. yeah. It's nice to hear those things because, <clears throat> like, for example, we got a, a negative review yesterday. From a Google, a, a Google, review. a Google yeah, review yeah. from a, a driver that's not here. He couldn't, he couldn't meet the safety criteria. You know, he just wasn't getting it. So, you know, to hear that negative review, but then to look back and have Flood and Peterson come in here and say we're the best, you know, or you know, right. hear that Brandon wants to renew for another seven years because of the job we've done. I mean, that's what really matters. It, it does. That's absolutely our, our our pinnacle, you know, safety score, which is a health score basically, you know, on, and on personal injury, you know, a score they've never seen before. Right. You know that. Ah, man, we gotta we gotta pass that on. I mean, I ha- I have so many notes on the on the truck driver appreciation week, you know, and we mentioned you know three point five million truck drivers started in nineteen ninety eight, twenty five years old. But there's just some testimonial through here that I that I looked up, you know, you know, five reasons to be grateful for a truck driver and it's just you guys really are the backbone of of our industry, you know? Yep. And and without keep, truck drivers, what would we have? Yeah. Nah. You know, yeah. nothing in this room. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nothing at your house. Not yeah. this building. Right? I mean, everything's nothing, nothing. delivered on a truck. Yeah, yeah. The the, the first one here. This, this whole building showed up on one truck, by the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that we right the steel for it did. Yeah, yeah. The whole metal building. <laughs> yeah, showed the whole up metal. On one yeah, truck. we're like, oh shit, we just got screwed. There's not. There's pieces missing, and we just kept unloading pallets, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the first one, I guess I'll I'll jump in here, Jam, on this is uh, the the five reasons when I found it. Thanks to truckers. Five reasons to be grateful for truck drivers. And the first one here is, is I believe, is really well written. Uh, they're committed to the job. Trucking isn't for the faint-hearted, but it does attract some remarkable individuals. 
Truck drivers who have been on the road for many years know the demands of the job, but they also like what they get from it. They're committed to their work and they treat the job with respect and they keep things running smoothly. Trucks in America carrying billions of tons of freight each year. If trucks in this country suddenly didn't start moving or didn't start moving, we'd have a catastrophe on our hands. Truck drivers go out every morning, even before first light, and make sure the businesses around the country have what they need to thrive and grow. You know, to that thrive and grow. You know, think about the goods, the diapers we're talking about, the sand and gravel you guys deliver, the salt to make the road safe. You know, you guys are you're just not, you know, truck drivers. I just love the thrive and grow part, Jim. Yeah, thrive I mean, and grow. Just in our meeting, we were talking about you're either growing or dying. Yep. And and you can relate that to every step of your life. You know what I mean? You can you can put that in play at any stage, any point in time. So. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. One of the their 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 driving skills are second to none. The news covers accidents involving trucks heavily, so to the general public, it can seem as though truck drivers are dangerous. However, fleet managers know that they really are some of the best and safest drivers out there. In fact, multiple studies have shown that in car truck accidents. Car drivers are at fault around 80 or 90 percent. And, you know, we can testify to that yeah, figure. We we've, we've never done the figures, but do we have some camera footage oh, that would yeah. prove that? I mean, oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah, we got highlight reels upon highlight reels. Easily 80, 90 percent of the time. And then it says. I mean, in our case, it's higher. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I almost got to go with ninety-eight <laughs> percent. Just right? so you know, so Jr. and I, we have a um, accident status report we run in the public folder, and it just lists all the accidents, what their status is. We make notes of last contact. Well, we change the colors according to whether we won or we lost the claim, or no color is it's pending. I mean, it, there's a lot of green. Green is we win. And then oranges, we were at fault. And I mean, yeah, I would say ninety percent is accurate. And there, th- that's hard facts, Jim. Yeah. You can't you can't dispute that. You know, accidents involving trucks make the news because of the potential damage that a big truck can do. And we and we talk about that. But truck drivers are professionals who care about safety on the road. And that and yeah, we 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 prove it day in and day out, you guys. So again, thank you. Yep. Yeah, the stats from 2021 are 4.06 million semi-trucks operating in the U.S. in 21. Wow. And that they, they've averaged uh, moving 10.93 billion tons of freight. Wow. Yeah, that's just astronomical, isn't it? Right. You know? 10.93 right. yeah. billion, billion tons yeah. of freight. It, and I just want to end my little deal here uh, about that. And I, it, I, <laughs> I got to jump in. It probably would have been more if we could have got more supply chain deliveries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, those pandemic yeah. figures. Are, yeah. 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 And less regulation. <laughs> I'm all for less regulation. Oh my yeah. God. We yeah. don't need more. Yeah, Regulation's was, a new word for politics. <laughs> yep. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Whether they're, however they're voted in, it's regulations, isn't it, you yeah. guys? So, yeah, the, the last one I want to end on is thank you for your professionalism. There aren't many other jobs out there where the momentary lapse of attention could be so dangerous. 
But for trucks drivers, it's a daily reality. That's why drivers are hyper-vigilant when it comes to safety. They know every best practice, every company rule, and every newly updated law. They scrupulously follow each one of the, to the letter because they know just how serious the consequences could be if they didn't. And I just love that paragraph because it's, it's what we speak about all the time. But again, you guys are doing it every day. That's, you've, you know, that's the reason we just got a seven, you know, or we just didn't get it. But they offered to renew another seven-year contract. You know, we're attracting the attention of insurance companies like Flood and Peterson that, you know, want to partner with us. We're, we've been asked to do, you know, some, some talking to different companies to, to brag about, not to brag, but to discuss what our culture is. You know, not, not brag was definitely the wrong word. You know, they, they were impressed by our, our steering committee, you know, and we, it's good to see things falling into place. We, we shared with the, the group of, uh, there was Eric and, and uh, Kendra and uh, Kristen. Kristen were here. We shared our safety bracelet with them, you know. And, yeah, uh, safety has no blind spot. Yeah, safety has no blind spot. And you guys know all. It's just a rubber thing. And, and both these ladies were dressed very nice. They had jewelry on. Oh, yeah, the one lady had like eight bracelets yeah, on her Yeah, gold arm. bracelets, and you know. she snatched that rubber band and put it right on. Yeah. They all just put it right on. Yeah. Right? You know, and we got an email yesterday that uh, Rebecca was still wearing hers. And she said it, it, it just, it thrilled her. Kendra, yeah. I mean, Kendra I can't, was, Rebecca. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm talking. Kendra yeah. was still Ken, wearing hers. Yeah, Kendra was and still wearing everybody hers. Everybody was asking her about it. What yeah. is that? What yeah. is that? Yeah, and she said it was just, it was just amazing. And, and I answered her back in the deal that the, the one is, you know, some of the simplest things can make the biggest changes. And, and you guys might think what you do is simplistic. You're just truck drivers. But everything we talk about, you guys have made the biggest changes. Yeah, and, and, and thank you. You know, one of the big questions that they asked are, "What have you done here that that has left your mark, or or that you're most proud of?" And you know, for Jim and I, I brought up the steering committee created the PTO program, and then you know, brought up the safety has no blind spot program. And these aren't just things one person has an idea and goes, "Oh yeah, we're going to do that. We'll start next week." It's it's days, <laughs> weeks, months of planning because sometimes tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely agreements, disagreements. This ruling. Yeah, ruling it's meetings. not easy, right, yeah. Jam? But you know, the the part about that that I brought out is, you know, we've learned through that process. We're not ready, shoot, aim. Right. We're ready, aim, shoot. We've we've beat it side to side. We've figured out what it's going to look like. We've done for the most part everything we can do. You know, it could still be better, I'm sure, if we brought in some more information. Yeah. But, you know, those are things we'll work on going down the road. But, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it just it is a win-win-win to have that steering committee and that team, mm. you know, and it's just it's so great to be a part of it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll even take it another step further. Once the steering committee puts something together, we'll throw it to, you know, some specific drivers that we know will we'll try to smoke out some yeah. problems. Yeah, you know? we look at them and go, break it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, no, figure out how look, to break it. Looks good, or well, what about this? Yeah, you know, so yeah, we actually have some silent warriors of the steering committee. You know, our test, our test subjects, kind of. of yes. Of, hey, let's send it out to the public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, great. 
another program I'm kind of excited about. I'm trying to put the final details together today, and that's the uh, Samba safety program. Oh, very cool. And what Samba does is Samba is a uh, motor vehicle um, report monitoring service Mo- definitely it's monitoring a, yeah, yeah yeah it's a yeah. monitoring they're going to monitor our, our people so when we say monitor basically we've had a couple situations where somebody may have their cdl or driver's license canceled or you know normally it's kind of related to a uh, dot physical because now your dot physicals are connected to your driver's license you may have went and renewed your physical, but you didn't email or fax the form to the right place. Or well, you did, and they screwed they it did, up. Or they screwed right. it up. Well, then motor vehicle doesn't know about it. They cancel your license, right, is one example. There's other reasons. Maybe somebody didn't pay child support or... Didn't pay well, a ticket. Or didn't pay a ticket or got a ticket. Well, now, <laughs> with the monitoring system, we'll be, we'll be informed of that, and then we'll be able to inform you. So really, it's just to make us even better. It's not to to monitor in a sense of catch you doing something wrong, but we don't want to find out at a port of entry that your license has been canceled for two months. Well, and it, for me, Jam, it relates back. I can compare it to safety. Yes. Right? We are safer if we know within, th- we're notified within three, three days, days that there was a change on your driver's license. And then we can go to you and go, hey, we just got notification. Did you know your? We can't let you drive today. Your driver's license is expired, or, or not expired. Canceled. Or canceled. Yeah, revoked. How? Whatever the verbiage is. Yeah, suspended. Yeah. That's probably the the right word, Jim. But yeah, and it that just makes us safer, right? That's mm-hmm. one less ding on our CSA. You know, we had the one driver who we finally had to let go. It happened to his license twice, and we got the ding. We got shut down at the port both times. We had to send people to go down and pick him up and right. drive the truck, deliver the load, and got the ticket. And it's still on our CSA. And it's, man, it is frustrating. Just just those two times alone, you know, this is going to cost JFW, was it 2600 bucks overall, Jam? I can't remember. And, the, oh, and, for, for the system. Yeah, to put to put Zombie yeah, in place. And, a, and there's some deduct off of that because we can actually... Right, we always have to justify our costs, right? When we yes. come up with a program and go, oh, this is what it costs. I think Samba's twenty six hundred bucks to to go across the border, right at right. I mean, ballpark. It's pretty close, and uh, but we have to deduct from that what we're paying right now annually to run our driver report by by DOT law. We're required to run that that report annually. Mm-hmm. They would like us to do it you know, twice a year minimum. Well, mm-hmm. that's how we came up with Samba. And, and you know, this is a program that Flood and Flood Peterson Pete. yep. connected Flood us Pete with, right? It. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're constantly bringing things to us that are going to help us be better, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole be better, the whole be safer, you know. You, we, we talk about our, our work comp <clears throat> score, our experience mod is what it's called. When we're telling you, you know, when you clean your windshield and you're standing on the steer tire, don't jump off backwards. <laughs> don't do it. Right? Backflip. That's three points of contact. We're telling you that because we don't want to see you hurt. You know, we just had a driver do that. I, 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 we were all standing there at the fuel island, and a, a driver was waiting in line to get fuel. And uh, a, a younger fella, right, pretty, pretty robust guy, and uh, he cleaned his windshield and just jumped off backwards like it was a Cirque du Soleil event you know off the tire and i was like wow i just saw that so <laughs> i just walked out and calmly said hey you know when you do that we need three points of contact and here's why because i said do you know marty 
Do you remember when Marty worked here? Oh, yeah. Pepper? Is that who they called Pepper? And I was like, you got it. That was Marty. I said, you know, about eight years ago or so, I said, Marty did that. He was standing on top of a tire. I said, he cleaned his windshields because he did it every morning. And I said, he was standing on that tire just like you and jumped off backwards. And I said, and when he landed, his foot wasn't in the right spot. It was half on concrete, half on dirt. And his leg, his ankle twisted and it broke his ankle. And I said, I had to go out there and pick him up. I had to drive him to, to Concentra, to our work comp. I had to sit there and listen to him why he got his boot put on. <laughs> and, you know, we had him in the office for six weeks while his bone healed on his ankle. And that was 100% preventable. 100% preventable. So, you know, again, when we talk about these things, it's it's because, you know, we've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say... We've seen it all. Every every day, every week, every month, we're surprised by something. But that's why we're concerned about those things. That's why we're thankful to be partnered with Flood and Peterson. You know, if they can help us with an event. You know, we just sent Casey and JR to a work comp event yesterday that the CMCA was putting on by Flood and Peterson. So anyway, yeah, all, all good stuff. We haven't got the information back from those two yet on, you know, what what info they got or, you know, if we can tailor that into a program or, you know, just pass some stuff on to, to everyone to be better. So, but here we are with being better. That's the plan. Absolutely. Anybody else before we move on to our special guest? No, not at all. No. Let's, let's put uh, Jesse on the, on the, the grill. Seat. Yeah, on the hot seat. All right. All right, Jesse. Well, a lot of people may not know who you are. You've only been here uh, since April 26th, so... Tell us who you are and what you're into and what you like to do outside of work. Uh, well, I'll start off with uh, married, and we have a blended family together. Together we have five kids. Okay. I brought two. She brought three. And youngest is 13. Oldest will be 21 a week from today. Wow. Um, I'm into firearms. I'm into knives. I'm into football. Uh I only watch baseball if I need help falling asleep. <laughs> Same with golf. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, no apologies here. <laughs> Jesse, I mean, you say you're a firearms guy, but you know long-range precision shooting is like golf, but for men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, I enjoy going to the mountains, a uh, little bit of off-roading now it's more mild off-roading because i don't want to beat the hell out of my forty thousand dollar truck the way i did my five thousand dollar jeep <laughs> right does slow you up a little bit doesn't yes it? Yeah. that yes. is a nice tacoma you got uh, everyone that'll that raises some eyebrows around nice. thank you uh that that is uh a reward to myself because it did take a lot of hard work it's the first brand new vehicle I've ever been able to purchase in my life. Congratulations. It was either uh, when I was younger, I had the money but not the credit, or I had the credit but not the money. <laughs> and finally, when right before I turned 38, 39, uh, I don't know, uh, I had both. Yeah. And I was really excited about it, you know, talked to the wife about it, and she gave me the thumbs up. and. Uh, I don't even think she was finished putting her thumb up before I was out the door. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, and the downside, like going off-road, the way we used to do it as a family, we, you know, I I had some spots up in the mountains. We'd go up, do a little bit of trailing, rock climbing and whatnot. We'd get to a meadow, and then we'd pull the guns out and shoot. Mm -hmm. 
you can't do that anymore, uh, you know, especially in those spots because now about every 20 to 50 yards, there's a sign with, you know, no shooting, no shooting, no it shooting. Sh- holes in it. <laughs> not yet there's, <laughs> there's some come yeah. on there's oh no there, there's some but not in this particular area that i like going to what's sad about that is those signs are there because people abuse it people will take tvs and computers and electronics or sure. refrigerators and dump them and shoot them and make a mess so yeah that's why a lot of those places are that way and, and the and the the fire risk and the fire danger and you know people being irresponsible about it and you know causing wildfires not thinking about what they're shooting you know you got the driest grass around and you have the you know whatever temperature shells are being ejected onto this dry grass it could potentially cause a fire mm-hmm. so that's unfortunate but i do have a good friend that lives outside of hudson with about seven acres so i just go up there and shoot in his backyard nice perfect (laughs) closer anyway nice save money on gas (laughs) i did touch on my family a little bit not Uh, enough though what uh because i know that they have some events coming up don't they your wife and one of your kids yeah and this also i was going to mention uh on one of these other questions of the podcast i asked i asked my wife last night her name her name's rachel i said Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. What's up, Rachel? I'm not really sure how to answer this question on a podcast, and her thing was shamelessly plug my show. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Uh, your opportunity. Yep. So my wife and my only daughter, are uh, they they sing. They love to sing, and they have wonderful voices, and they're a part of a group called the Northland Chorale, and they do shows twice a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. Uh, Their fall show's coming up. Um, it's the weekend, October 20th, a Friday night show, a Saturday night show, and then a Sunday matinee. Gotcha. Mm. Um, their tickets are available for purchase online, and their whole Northland Corral is a nonprofit organization. So every money or every dollar that is spent on tickets, on concessions and whatnot, all it does is go towards their next season. Mm. Nice. There's only gotcha. And do they two? put that on at the North Glen Rec Center there off I-25? Uh, yeah, right by there, the um, the Parsons Theater, right by Boondocks. Oh, right, okay. right next yeah. to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah the theater's been there a long time, and then they just built the rec center in the last few years. Or and whatever. they just recently uh, updated. Uh, every, the theater is all updated, new and whatnot. And so, yeah, they do that, um, and music just runs in the family. Uh, my younger son, youngest son, who's 13... Uh, he plays the trumpet, and he he's been doing it for a couple of years, and he loves it. Was that oh, the one? Great. He was here once, yeah. Yeah, he's the one that uh, he rode with me once so far. Yep. Uh, he's also the one that I showed you pictures of his broken arm. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> he did a number on that, <laughs> wow. and he's still able to play trumpet with it. Nice. Good. He he found a way to hold it because he's right-handed, and he broke his right arm. Oh. Um, but he found a way to hold it, and um, use, he's using his left hand now to play the notes. Oh, wow. Very cool. He, he's very determined about it, and yeah, I, I couldn't be more proud Yeah, because when That's I first great. started That's making tough. payments on the yeah. trumpet, I was like, <laughs> how long is this going to last? <laughs> you know, yeah. And we're one payment away from paying the trumpet off. How much yeah, is a trumpet? Uh, about 850 bucks. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the instruments are expensive. Exactly. Yeah. Danielle did the same thing when she was in, I think she started in junior high, but kind of the same thing, wanted to play, and you're like, you know, just like parents, like, oh, how long is this going to last? Kind of the same thing, Jesse, and yeah, the same thing, we bought her a a so-so trumpet, and then she got into high school, and I'm like, "Ah, 
she's got a passion for it. She's doing really well. It's time to time to upgrade. It would be a great gift. And then you get to looking at them, and you're like, oh man, <laughs> so so one is just fine. Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sounds right. to me like he uh, knows our creed because he together he faced and overcame yeah. what stood before him. Yeah, when like like anybody else, um, he is one that when he puts his mind to something, you're not going to get in his way. Good for him. Yeah, good. Whether funny. it's good or bad. <laughs> I played uh guys, Dave. No, I I don't really I was just like, you know, I mean, growing up, kids are are destined to make mistakes. That's how you learn. Mm. You know, I still I mean, make mistakes. Yeah, uh, uh, us yeah. as well. I mean, that's a that's how you grow. Right? Right? You make mistakes. So, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. And then my middle son, who just turned 16 last month, uh, he started choir this year, and he absolutely oh. loves it. Oh, good. Another one. Cool. Yeah. And awesome. he's looking forward to being able to join the Northland Corral when he turns 18. Huh. Yeah. Good stuff. <clears throat> now, is your wife, I mean, do they have like a uh, board? Like who's in charge of the? Yeah, they, they, have, they have a board, and then they have committees, and they have all that. And Does she, she sit on all that? Um, she is, she was on the board, um, but she just recently stepped down from the board. There's been a bit of a mix up and there's, you know, there's drama, politics, politics, drama, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, she's mainly in charge of, uh, costumes. Oh, hmm. uh, cool. she's head of costumes and she does a little bit of choreography, which is stepping out of her comfort range. Um, so that's why it's only a little bit, but she's challenging herself to do it, nice. you know, to learn something new. And uh, my daughter, she's not ahead of anything, but she participates, you know, in this committee here, this committee there, mm. and she, you know, she's been helping a lot, helping out a lot on uh, choreography and costumes. Sweet, that's awesome. Yeah, if anybody's interested and wants some information, Jesse, double O five, you know, I'm sure they would appreciate the support. That is awesome, absolutely. <coughs> so I just. Will- Um, And just last thing on that, um, I will bring in, they have flyers that they make for every show. I'll bring in a flyer when they're made. And if you guys could uh, read off the flyer and I'll also for the, everybody that listens and, you know, everybody should listen to the podcast. (laughs) um, When that time comes, you will find a flyer in your truck. Yeah, perfect. The, the people that don't listen didn't hear that. Yeah, I know. So So you started on... uh, were you going to say something, Jim? I, I just was curious, what type of music was it? Ah. Is it, Jesse? Um, every show is different. Um, okay. They last fall, it was either last fall or the fall before, they, they did a whole Halloween type uh, theme. Every, theme um, every show is a different theme. This one coming up is Broadway. Ah. So they're doing Broadway songs. Very cool. um, their last, most recent show in the spring was titled Gen Z. So they did a lot of early 2000 songs. Ah, good. That's so cool. it, it's a it's a wide range. Yeah, sounds of, fun. Awesome. So Jesse started uh, April twenty sixth of this year. What led you over here to JFW? Well, I uh, before here I was doing a lease purchase slash owner operator type deal, and it was going great until it wasn't. And <laughs> you know, freight rates dropped, um, loads dropped, runs dropped. And it got to a point where, you know, I, I literally, I had to choose between keeping the truck or my house. And, you know, as much as I wanted to keep the truck because I really enjoyed in a way, even though I was working for a company, I was my own boss Mm -hmm. and it, I loved it. Um, but 
I would continue when I was here in in town. I would see your guys' trucks. And just like you guys have said a hundred times before, man, those are nice trucks. Those are clean trucks. They look like they take care of their stuff. And majority of truck drivers that I've known know we are attracted to a company that takes care of their equipment because generally that means they'll take care of their employees. Not always, but most of the time. So at that point, I started looking you guys up online. And I found it funny because one of the comments I saw on a Facebook post was enjoy working for the mafia. (laughs) And it intrigued my curiosity (laughs) a little bit. And I even mentioned to Miss Linda on my first day I walked in the door because, you know, I got here about quarter to five and I was waiting in the parking lot. First person I saw go in was Miss Linda. And I made that comment to her and she even raised her eyebrow and she goes, where would that come from? But I finally put it together because it's all the family Family. Ah. and it's the family so it made me think of the sopranos and i was like (laughs) i get it (laughs) i have never thought of it we need you to go make this run yeah yeah (laughs) i need you to do this thing for me (laughs) so after look you know doing a little bit of research um i i called and uh left a message and super dave called me back which he even mentioned that was weird because usually he doesn't return phone calls Uh, those are your words (laughs) (laughs) wow and we had probably i would say a good 20 to 30 minute phone conversation and then you know i talked to my wife about it and you know she most times when it comes to big decisions uh you know we'll talk about everything and she just her answer always is do what you think is best mm. so hung up the phone with her and i filled out an application there you go and what has your experience been here the last five months we want to know the good the bad and the ugly and and did dave represent it well yes because we always hear uh, you know when someone leaves or quits and and we know the answer but i guess i i want to hear it from someone that how well Dave represents it. I will say that my interview with Super Dave was the most blunt and frank interview I've ever had, and I couldn't have appreciated it more. Nice. I would rather somebody tell me the bad before I sign on the dotted line. I don't want someone to sell me, you know, false promises. I, I want to know exactly what I'm stepping into, and for me, Super Dave did exactly that. I know that I'm looking uh, towards slowing down in the winter. I know that there's a chance that I might have to pick up a, a side gig or a side hustle to make ends meet because we just we don't have the work because of the weather. And that's weather we can't control, which was a tough lesson for me to learn as, when I first started, started yeah. in all the rain. And it did take me a while to try and understand okay, well, it rained yesterday, but it's dry today. Why are we slow today? <laughs> and it took me a while to figure it out. Um, the good I, I've, I touched on in the shout-outs, uh, I have never worked for a company with this kind of culture before, and I couldn't enjoy it more. Um, literally, anybody and everybody, you stop and ask them a question, and if they don't have the answer, they'll get it. You know, some people, you know, other places you work, you, you go up to another employee, ask a question. They're like, it's not my job. Figure it out. 
I've exa- I've had that exact thing happen. You know, there was a couple Saturdays ago, I was one of the last people to dump at Central. And there was piles everywhere because the loader had already gone for the day. And I uh, was trying to get a hold of somebody, but they didn't have their radio on. I, I don't remember who it was, but there was a bulker right there. So I said, hey, you know, bulker, you got it on? And he goes, yeah, what's up? I said, I don't want to double dump and be that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, loader's already gone. You know, just find the best place to put it. You know, that's all you can do. So that's that's what I did. And, you know, I mentioned to you, Brother Jim, a couple weeks ago, how you were talking about being that guy. That, that, it's funny that you said that because that's one of my motivations that I've had my entire adult life. Don't be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) Whatever the situation is, I don't want to be that guy. I try and learn from other people's mistakes as well as my own. I've made some mistakes here. I got no pro, I got no shame in admitting that. I mean, I dumped sand in front of Squeegee at Union. I own that mistake and I worked it out with Ed and I learned from it. You know, talk to Scooby, talk to JR, little things to pick up and learn. And I've I've never learned so much working here. Just a million little things that I've learned working here out of the twenty plus years I've been in the trucking industry. <clears throat> so I would say the bad would be the weather, you know, adjusting to you know, trucking's always been affected by the weather, but I've never worked at a place where it could be affected as much as hauling aggregate. Drastically. Candy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have much to say on the ugly. That's the way it should be. Long uh, as we've, long as we've told you the truth, you no, know, we're the, trying to represent it. So. I, for me, I guess some of the runs i personally feel like the juice isn't worth the squeeze is my my best way to put it uh for example you know running two fair plays doesn't equal out a day of doing ragsdale to central money wise and time wise you know you to make it equivalent you got to do three fair plays to make it monetarily equivalent but it, that's a lot longer of a day than it is doing six or seven loads of Ragsdale to Central to get the same kind of money. I, that's the way that I look at it. And it's and that's just the first example that came to my head, but that's probably the only thing that I have that could be somewhat negative. Sure. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I do want to, and I, I'm hoping this, this one is a little bit better for you. Uh, you did start at the, the rainiest season we've had and pretty long winter, but we've had other winters where we've had three days off total instead of three days. Uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm so hoping. It, just, it just really <laughs> depends. There's, I'd say the majority of the people that work here don't have a side hustle to make it. You know, they, they do just fine working here. Plus, you could have some PTO built up where if we do have a snow day, you could use a PTO day. I know that wasn't the really available for you when you first started you couldn't earn enough pto to keep up with the days that we were missing so hoping you have a better experience this winter but that's the other reason i wanted to have you on is you approached me a few times throughout that process asking me hey you know is it going to get busier 
you know and it was to me it was just a matter of when it's going to get busier like absolutely there's so much work we just need the weather to to cooperate but your attitude about it was always above board you were never negative you never had an attitude you know you express your concerns in a very mature way and you just want an answer so i appreciate that is there anything um <clears throat> we can be doing better to make the new driver's experience better you know with that i'm not sure because of the places i've worked you guys in my experiences have the best training program that i've been a part of nice I, i've had places where you ride with somebody for a day and then they you figure it out you know other places you don't even ride with anybody you're a professional figure it out <laughs> yeah right you know you you guys have an extensive training program and just everybody that's willing to step up and help uh, whether they're a trainer or not um i had one day where i was dropping inch and a half at central and I didn't feel comfortable with because I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't get my trailer level. And at that moment, fish pulls up, and I, I walked right up to him and I said, "You know, I'm not that comfortable with the way that the trailer's looking right here." <laughs> he looked at me. Send it. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but he did Thanks, go in, fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did go into more detail. I'm sure. glad he looked first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did go into more detail, but just, and I don't know how to make, I don't know what you guys could do to make it, you know, better. You, you provide the necessary equipment needed to be appropriate at the brand implants. You, you know, aside from the boots, you know, the vest, the hard hat, um, the training can be as long as anybody needs, and you guys are open to that. It's not, hey, you've already been through two weeks. If you don't have it figured out by now, you're not going to get it figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a never-ending cycle of people helping other people out, mentors, trainers, or just silent warriors. Uh, that's kind of how I see myself here. I kind of see myself as a silent warrior. I, I don't feel like I make a lot of noise. And I show up and I do what's expected of me, which is what you guys ask of me. Yep. So um, I, I honestly don't know in my what I could think of for you guys to make it better here. Nice. What are some of the things, you know, other than like the safety equipment, what, what are some of the other things that you feel makes JFW stand out from some of your other past employers? The support. Um, as you guys have stated, and I never really looked at it until I heard it come out of your mouths, you're either drivers or driver support. Mm. And I, I've come up, I've asked you questions, uh, Brother Jim, I've asked you, Brother Dave, questions. I, I've asked anybody that's around, if I have a question, you know, I ask. And I, I, I get a very direct answer. Sweet. So it, it's, it's a breath of fresh, fresh air to have that kind of support. Uh, from I'm laughing, Jesse, because when we first met, you said that right out of the gate. I, I ask a lot of questions. I, I do. <laughs> I'm a curious dude here, whatever he said. And, uh, man, you were right. No, and yeah. if, if I want to know the answer to something, whether I'm turning a wrench or driving a truck, I'm going to ask somebody that I feel is smarter than me that will know the answer. You know, uh, on the day of our interview, I was looking around, and I said, you know, you're hiring, right? And he said, yeah. I said, 
there's no trucks here. <laughs> and his, his response is, you're very astute. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He pulled out a secret list just then, Jesse, and goes, check, astute. <laughs> uh, Jesse, if you were the host of this podcast, what would you do or do differently? You know, I, I don't know. I've already shamelessly plugged my wife's show, so. <laughs> Man, I don't think that was shameless at all. No. <laughs> that was, that's part of your culture and yeah, your family. And that's what I, this is. So should yeah. I do it again to make it sure, shameless? Sure, absolutely. No. If you um, don't, I will. I wrote it down. Yeah. No, I will. The North Glen Corral. I, I think it's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just uh, give my honest, I guess, feedback. When I first started, my first thought was, I've never downloaded so many apps at one employer. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Yeah. And, and then it was, God, this is two and a half hours long. Okay. And then it was, okay, I can skip this part. I can skip this part. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. And it gradually just turned into, you know, I, I've learned a lot from just listening to this podcast, so I just listen it from start to finish now. Yeah. You know, there's little things that I've picked up just listening, like the tarp, for example. I didn't know that you're not supposed to hold the button until it's done turning and then back it up a little bit. And either, whether you're closing it or opening, I didn't know that. Right. You know, it's just little things like that that I've picked up uh, just today that I didn't know. Um, cleaning underneath the tarp. The that, that's something the, that I've... Cleaning under the liner. Or right. under the yeah. liner, yeah. Uh, that's something that I never even thought about. Hmm. And Man, Manny didn't show you that? I'm not trying to throw Manny under the bus. Buddy <laughs> <laughs> Manny. <laughs> I will say I did not know that. <laughs> um, but now that's something that will I will add to my to-do list. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's all we're after with a lot of this stuff, Jesse, is we don't care if you didn't know it, but now you do. Yeah. And what are you going to do with it? Now yeah. I'm going to so, use it. Yeah. Jesse, if you were on a leadership team, what would be one of the first things you'd attack? I was going to make this a question for the brothers, but I think if I were on the leadership team, this is something that I would try to do. And if it already exists, I apologize, but make a link or something to where us as drivers could easily look up pay for the runs. Um, when we, you know, something changes, you know, we got to call in and ask, Hey, well, what is, what's the pay on this? Uh, none of the like salt loads are on the pay sheet, you know, and I've known, I, I understand that the pay sheet is the most popular things that we do, but then when you switch, for example, we switch sand out of Ragsdale, the union from Firestone. Okay. Well, what's the pay difference? Sure. So if there was a way for us to easily access that on our own without having to come in and ask or call on the radio and ask and whatnot. That's something that I would like available. Makes sense. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think with that though, Jesse, there's a lot of changes and then you're, you're having one of us to have to constantly update it. You know, right. not that it doesn't get updated in the system so that when you ask, it's easy to look. But maintaining that sheet, you know, like the salt halls, prices change every year. 
we get fuel rates that get it attached to it that we have to manipulate and, and change and there's just a lot of process to keep a separate something separate updated for you guys and that's not an excuse because like brother dave said that's a good idea you know we need to help you guys with all the tools um you know we just we just expect though too that there's a lot of trust there that you know this is what the pay is it's not going to be that far off from the other stuff and i know you have you guys have to know to reconcile your pay that's the reason we send that out to you before we run the paycheck so great idea no, and, and you know, I I never had any distrust of the pay, but this is the first place I've worked where we get paid by the load as opposed to by the mile or by the hour. Sure. So I've gotten accustomed to doing a rough tally almost on a daily basis. Okay, what I make today? Yeah, where yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we That's we also a good goal. Yeah, we did <laughs> that when we drove. You know, what's the what can we do here? And yeah, it just makes you better. Absolutely. So that's about the only thing I could think of for the most part. Leadership team is doing a great job. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Again, everybody's, there's always somebody available to answer a question. That's awesome. Or provide assistance. Just like you gave me a shout-out for, I told you right away when they said we got to swap trailers. I looked at you and I said, I have not disconnected and connected to one of your trailers yet. And without me even asking the question, he said, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, because there's – only a couple different and additional steps, but I wanted somebody who had done it to observe so that when I go to do it again, I do it right. Absolutely. Sure, yeah, our trailers, I mean, it, you know, just like any trailer, unhooks the same way, right? Right. But, and they're fairly simple to hook back up. But if you don't do a few steps, go tragically wrong. You know, you catch the, the fifth wheel plate, you bump it up into the hydraulic neck, you know, you snap off the line. You know, there's there's so much. Break one of your air connections off, it, your glad yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on other trucks or, you know, a van trailer, that's just not going to happen. It doesn't work that way. Yep. You know, not unless you're so, <laughs> the trailer's so low, you run it right into the face of the trailer. But <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, if you were in charge of pur purchasing trucks here at JFW, what would the next five trucks be? As long as they have Cummins. <laughs> so be the Western Stars? If aesthetically looking, I love the long nose Pete. So I would say the 589, but I'm not particularly a fan of the Packard motor. Or I shouldn't say the motor because the motor pulls great and the jakes are good it's the software and I've, I've talked to brother dave about this a little bit is i've never had any so many software i, I don't know if glitches is the right word but issues yeah than with any other truck i've ever driven so but i'm a diehard cummins guy uh aesthetic i i think the western stars are kind of goofy looking personally but that's just me um you know, I and I also I love the look of the the Kenworth T the new T six eighties. I think they are slick looking trucks. Mm -hmm. um, I I also you know I have you know double O five, which is one of the T eight eighties, and I love it. You know, I, I love that truck. I, I got lucky to have one that doesn't have so many of the software glitches. Oh, you better knock on wood. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to keep in mind the newer the truck the more software is thrown into it right. because of the, the regulations 
that it has to overcome, you know, the yeah. pollution control and all that. So it's going to have more glitches. It's just the way it is right now. Right, Brother Dave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're testing the waters, you know what I mean? These these five Western stars have Cummins in them just so we can try that, Jesse. You know, what's the latest model or newest Cummins engine you've driven? I mean, what was the newest truck uh, since you say you love Cummins? 22X15. Okay. So uh, same. Yeah. I mean, was, same model, I guess, is what I'm getting at is our pack car. I just wanted to be sure we were comparing apples to apples. Yeah, the truck I had um, that I parked to come here was, it was what I call affectionately referred to as a shitter national. Um, <laughs> is that I, a 13-letter shit spreader? Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that was also that was pretty much all that was available when I was picking out my truck. Sure. And I went with it be, solely because of the motor. Um, it had the X15 efficiency model in it. Uh, I updated, I took it in to have them change some of the parameters a little bit on, on my own dime. You know, I, I turned the speed governor off so I could do 75 in a 75. Mm-hmm. I, uh, had them bump up the horsepower from 450 to 500 and it didn't change the torque much, but I was 500 torque and 16 or 500 horse, 1650 torque. And even though it was an international, the truck drove phenomenal. Sure, sure. So the the brand is just all the drivetrain is the same, right? Doesn't matter what truck. It's it's just the wrap around the drivetrain. You know what I mean? Style. Yeah. Kenworth, Pete, yeah. International, Freightliner. It is just the wrap around the drivetrain. That frame, those drive axles, the engine, the transmission. It could be the same all across the board. You know what I mean? I mean, Pete and Kenworth are the same exact <clears throat> cab. They're made in the same factory, right? So, I and mean, my my only complaint with those Peterbilts, I don't know the exact number. 567. Yeah. Their cup holders are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. You, I mean, clearly those engineers never drive. Right. Right? They've never sat in that truck and drove it for 12 hours because the first thing they'd do is be like, I need more cup holders. Well, it's not even, it's not the number. It's the sliding out yes. aspect of it and how... You'll hit a bump, and then whatever your drink is, it's over there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you hit bumps here on these. Uh, wow. Oh no, Colorado has the best <laughs> roads in the nation. Number five, worst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> Jesse, want to add anything uh, before we move on to questions from the audience? Anything you want to address? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. All right. Arturo Mendoza asks, why don't we have auto chains, and can we get them? Well, Arturo, I can answer that. They're uh, just a bit costly, right? They're $1,900 per axle. So for one truck, it's $3,800. If you do the math on that, well, you can do the math on that. Just take it times 100. That's $380,000. Like... Like Jerry Reed said in Smoking the Bandit, $380,000. That's a whole lot of bread. We can do a lot with that money when we can just buy chains for 65 bucks. The once or twice a year we use them. So we did have auto chains on. We had two bulkers that we ran here that ran to Craig every single day. I mean, there were multiple times where you had to chain three times to get to Craig, Colorado. 
you know, and I mean, it was it was worth it on those. I'd love to speak on that <laughs> <laughs> because I got double O fifty when we started that sure. Craig run, sure. and other than the cost, the weight, and the maintenance nightmare, I mean, I thought I was king shit with those things. Right, you, know, you you'd be driving, and you know, because sometimes you see the chain laws in effect, but it's too dry for chains. Right, like. You know, but instead of having to pull over and put on chains and, and go slow so you don't burn through them, you don't have to do anything, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get into a little bit of weather, boom, you hit them, then you turn them off, you know? But they were cool. I know they were a maintenance nightmare, though, too, as well. The tons of maintenance on them. And, and that cost right there, that, you know, $380,000 for 100 trucks, that doesn't include install. Mm and maintenance mm. and weight and when you do the number on the weight it's it's huge i right. mean that adds up so yep. you know those are things i can sit here and probably talk you into it if if i guarantee arturo that we put that money in your pocket with a lighter weight less expense and we can pay our drivers more because of that right. so that's that's my sales pitch on that arturo right i was gonna it's a little off the subject jam and i'm just thinking when dave you know we ran that that run for was that five years we did that dave every day yeah. did we do it for yeah, yeah. five years and, and and you ran that you were one of the drivers that we asked jim you tell that story all the time and i've heard a lot of the uh you know talk about running out of fair play here that oh don't put me on that run during the winter and don't do this and don't do that and right. we can't make that run and and can you speak i'm hitting you you know putting you on the spot here what is what is the mindset? Because we ran we ran to steamboat, Craig, every day, yeah. and and that's a place that gets a lot of snow, and you just go do it right, Jam. There's this there's this stigma over the fair play run when it can be done. If it's if the chain laws up and it's dangerous, we're not going to send you. Right. You know, it's just different, Jim. I guess. Uh, I think I think people have this preconceived pre-con- fear that chaining up is hard and. It's dangerous and it's not worth it. But man, my first trucking job, well, my second trucking job was for Cormark International. And they were like, Jam, you're going to get all the ski resorts. Congratulations. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't care. I was young, dumb, and I'd do anything, you know? And sometimes you'd have to chain up four times just to get from from Denver to, to Snowmass sometimes. I'd have to chain up four times. I'd have to chain up to go make a delivery. Like, I'm there, no chains, but you got to back down a driveway. You're not going to get out of there if you don't chain up first. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think just doing it, you just get into a different mindset. Throwing chains ain't no big deal. Do you get cold? Yeah. Do your hands get cold? Yeah. You're going to get wet? Yeah. Right? But if you're prepared and you get the good gloves and, you know, you have a good pair of coveralls so, so you're not getting wet and cold, if you're prepared, it, it's no big deal. But I wouldn't be one of those guys sitting at the state shed waiting to go to fair play. I would be running with uh, Rosario. Rosario. <laughs> yeah, right. like, we're going to throw chains and we're going to go. To me, it's almost right. to me, it's almost a challenge. Uh, it's almost makes trucking more of a skill set. You know, it's not just... Because you can do it. Because you can yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, it ain't no big thing. Like, yeah. you know, now it's like, oh, I'm going to have to throw chains and throw them it ain't it ain't no big whoop <laughs> yeah i just want to because i think that's something we're going to keep you know running into and you know i'm especially I, with three plants this winter yeah and i'm hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a little more push it may yeah. be fine weather here but we may have some wind or some blowing snow yeah. or you know some right. conditions where chain laws up up there and 
we may need to push through. Yeah, yeah. and don't get me wrong. You got to respect the weather. You got to respect the road. You got to respect the speeds. I mean, you're throwing chains. I'm saying it ain't no big whoop, but it is winter driving, and you got to increase your following distance. You got to increase your stopping distance. You got to decrease your speeds. You know, you got to be careful on those passes. You really got to be careful of the other people, which is a really scary part. Yep. Mm-hmm. You could be chained mm-hmm. up, and, you know, Super Dave, you say it all the time, man. You throw on four chains, and you get those bungee tight. I mean, you're not going anywhere. But that thing's like a tank. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. feel great. You just, you're just trucking just like the road was dry. Yeah. You know, you're just easing along. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, I guess, um, I'm going to call it mission-minded. You know, you're on a mission, and you have the mindset that you're going to complete it. Just You just need to really increase your situational awareness yes. at those times. Jim. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because everything almost becomes enhanced. Yes. Right? Yeah, you've got your following distance, but now all of a sudden, wait a minute, I need to double what right. I think is good following distance. Yep. Well, wait a minute, I'm going 50 because everyone else is going 50, but we're on a sheet of ice. <laughs> right. Maybe I shouldn't be going 50, you know, and obviously you're not going to have chains on to be going 50 because you'd throw them <laughs> off at that speed or they're right. coming apart and you're going to destroy them. They're going to wind up in the back of the cab or in the trailer at some point. So, right. yeah. But I guess that's kind of the word I was looking for, Jim, and, and you stumbled on it. And, and same thing Dave said just now, you know, knowing your following distance, your speeds and everything. But that is the skill set. Yeah. That's the challenge. Yes. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to be positive about that fair play run that you can do it. It's just a skill set. Yeah. You know, we've ran, I know, I'm pretty sure it was Chris Beam and then there was somebody else. You know, we ran through the blizzards doing uh, Coors. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris got caught way up north on that one. I think it was in March, you know. And and he called and he goes, I'm, you know, I'm scared. I don't know if he said I'm scared, but he said this is this is something else. Right. And we're like, I know you can do it. Yep. You know, it might have added two hours to his run, and we, you know, we took care of him and everything else. But man, Chris knocked it out. Yep. You know, went the back way, went all the way across 85, come back down, all that different stuff. So I guess I just want to kind of put that out there. That's, you know, when we're talking about Truck Driver Appreciation Week, it's because of what you guys can do. Hmm. So don't let that that creep into you that I can't. Right. So, yeah. Kind of Uh, a good little segue on the change. Good good question, Arturo. Yeah, absolutely. He had another question, and it's for everyone in this room, but what would be your dream setup for a truck? New technology? And old. <laughs> Man, that's a tough one. Isn't I mean, it though, Jim? You know, I mean, I love all the new technology we have. I just wish it all worked. Right. If it all worked like like the bow on the present we were sold, it would be phenomenal. And it, it just, I guess that's my hiccup. I would, I would take any truck we have in our fleet right now today if all the technology worked on it the way it was. And I shouldn't say the way it was promised because no one promises that. Mm. I mean, I, you know, we've talked about it and talked about it. All the technology they're being forced and it's being forced down our throats is due to emissions. I mean, and let's face it, we have become the test track dummies for the trucking industry because the government isn't giving them time to test it. It's not like they go to them and go, hey, 10 years from now, we need to meet this emissions criteria. Hey, 10 more years after that, we need to meet this. No, now it's like, hey, you got, you got 36 months. This is our next jump. You know, good luck. And they do some testing. They, you know, they strategize. They try this. They try that. And then ultimately, they don't have a 1,000 of them out being tested somewhere. 
No, we we buy a hundred of them, and you know another company buys a handful of them, and another company, and pretty soon they've got ten thousand out on the road that ultimately we're the ones testing it, and it just it is it is frustrating, but that's beyond our control. So, you know, dream setup. I, I mean, ultimately, Jesse, I'm a lot like you, man. I I love the hoods, but that dinosaur's dead. You know what I mean? That cab's gone. That hood's gone. You know, they have the the 589 now, which, you know, and we've mentioned it when it was released. The average trucker or the average, you know, person, period, isn't even going to realize those two trucks aren't the same. A true trucker is going to look at that and go, oh, well, that's not a... That's not a 389 or, you know what I mean? That, you know, any of that stuff. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that we were able to couple those last five 389s with all the new technology because when it works, it's great. We got the, we got the greatest of all the worlds combined there. You have the old school look, which is, which is truly JFW's look. Right. Then you, you pair that with the technology that we have that when it works, then you add that to wait a minute, that truck looks like that and it only weighs 15,000 pounds? Right. People are dumbfounded by that and we just have to keep that weight in mind. Weight is just, ah, it is criminal in what we do. I mean, if we can shed <laughs> however much off anything, we try and do that. You know, the Kenworth salesman was here yesterday. We're having some problems with the right front spring breaking and he went through and kind of did an analysis of our fleet and uh, took a look at some stuff, and it was funny, you know. He had pictures of what I thought was a new spring hanger because we bought some of the trucks earlier in the year. And I was like, well, Rick, these are red. You know, when we switched to the red frames, these are brand new trucks. And he goes, well, that's like uh, version 2.0, and we're on like version 3.6 now. Mm -hmm. You know, and he shows me the latest, greatest version, and I'm like, well, shit, that can't ever break. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and... You would think, you know, in that process, they would just come out with that. But yet I compare the two and I'm like, well, wait a minute. The one that broke, it's light. It's super light. Huh. You know what I mean? And you compare it to the new one. And I laughed and said, hey, I like this light one. But unfortunately, it doesn't work. It's not holding up for us. Now, when I say that, I kind of have to say that with a description of it's not breaking because of that. It's breaking because of something else. That's like that piece is an additional thing that would help support the cause. It's not the cause. So, yeah. Anyway, there's. I guess that's my answer, Arturo. I, I love the old school look with the new school technology. And it's those 589s. You can't get them. In, or, or I'm sorry, 389s. You can't get it anymore. Uh, man, we're just going to keep plugging along and keep trying. You see the five Western stars here. They're not as light as our pack car product, which, you know, we just have to see is the uptime going to compensate for the lightweight of the downtime with the pack car product. So, yeah, we're, we're always evolving. We're trying to grow. If we're not growing, we're dying. So we're trying to educate ourselves and move forward. But the, but you're not talking a thousand pounds either, Dave. You no, know, we've we've no. held it as close yeah. as possible. Or yeah. you you have you I, and Mike. Hopefully, have. three to five hundred pounds. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I I think if if that truck is a success, I think later down the road we can kind of team with Packcar because with Freightliner owning them, they share a lot of the same componentry. But we could never get the Freightliner as light as our Packcar product either. So what I'm getting at is I think Freightliner can push a little more. 
on Western Star. On, on Western Star, yeah, on that. what what they can do. Because they're right? custom. A yeah, little, little more custom. Yeah, because Western Star is just like, nope, we can't do that. And, you know, they only had Western Star engineers. Now they have the Freightliner engineering team behind them going, well, wait a minute, we've been running this for a dozen years. We can do this or we can do this, and it's the same product and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I don't know. What's your dream setup, Jim? Yeah, thinking, listening to you and, and uh, you know, at a certain point in your career, it, it just changes because the technology comes out, right? You know, um, and I, one of the trivia questions yesterday was what was the first engine, first diesel engine I drove in a truck? And, you know, the, it was a 318. It was a 318 Detroit, which is a 8V71 is the model. And, you know, that was... That was a naturally aspirated motor, which, you know, most people don't know. It had no blower and no turbo. So it was, you know, Mikey joked yesterday, it was a piece of crap. It was a gutless, no horsepower. It was, we had gas motors that would outrun the diesel motor, right? No way, dude. Those 534s, <laughs> that that naturally aspirated Detroit was a machine compared to those 534 gassers. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Right. You know, that was the, technology. That was technology. Right. We... Yep. We had two fuel tanks in the ground here in this yard. One was gas, one was diesel. Wow. Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. I mean, when we first moved here and that was that was a leap into the future. Oh, a leap. Dad yeah. was like, I'm going to put two tanks in the ground. One's going to be gas, but diesel's coming. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, it had a set of sticks in it and, you know, the truck was old enough and wore out enough, the sticks would get bound up in between the shift forks and all that. And then and then as we progressed and the company grew and me and Dave, you know, learned more and more about the trucks. At one point I had my dream truck and, you know, that was a cat motor. That was a long hood, uh, Pete. It was an 18 speed. It was a truck with, you know, and most people say you can't do this. It had a retarder and a Jake, you know, and you could drop out of Eisenhower with hell guys. I don't know how much on and never touch a break. I mean, that was a thing. If you, you know, what we're doing now and touching the brakes, the thing was never touch your brakes. But that truck didn't have disc brakes. You know, it didn't have the, all the new stuff. Now, I, I don't need a retarder, you know, because the Jakes are as good as that retarder and the, and the Jake combo. You know, that's so, so is my dream truck now, you know, not that. Um, you know, as far as looks, I like the Peterbilt. I like the T880. You know, I like the hoods. I don't even mind the Western Star, you know, excited to, excited how the cab is. Um, you know, the the old cabs, they were confining. Uh, the the last time I drove a full day was one of the Freightliners. Hell, I had to move the seat forward. Right. You know, so I'm did I. You know, I, I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never moved the seat too. forward in my life. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things. I hate to interrupt your train of thought there, but I, I guess hearing you, I don't really think I completed. I'm, I'm looking at it as looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I like that look? Yeah, I love the look of that truck. But, I mean, you've keyed on so many things. I don't want to sit in it. Yeah. If, yeah. if I had the choice to drive a 389, right? Right, yeah. Or I yeah. had the choice to drive one of our 567s, yep. which has the same exact cab as our T880s, or one I, of the Freightliners, I want that bigger cab. Sure. I want the room. I want, Abs- the, I want the freedom of that. I don't want my seat pushed back against the cab. And believe it or not... You know, and maybe this comes with age. I'm not sure. I was, but I, that was my next thing, Dave. I, love I was the going for age. of that slope hood. Yep. You're just, yep. it just makes your job easier. And I don't know if that comes with age. Is that a, 
I don't know where that comes into play. Maybe that's an ownership. Maybe I see the the accident uh, ratio yes. with the hood. Yes, that's what I was just that, and maybe that yep. comes from an ownership side versus a driver side, or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? If if you're going looks, Arturo, yeah, just what I described. If I have to drive it, that's not the truck for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd want a Kenworth W900, no def, and a Allison six-speed automatic transmission. <laughs> right, right, Jim. There's so many, so many things out there. You could pick each piece. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to talk when you just mentioned age, and and you guys both know this, man. I mean, uh, I had a what was that? A 350 Cummins straight stacked, and you know, a little shorty curl and. Seriously, I, I rattled the bottles off the liquor store window right. coming back, and I've told that story. I can't stand that now. Right? I don't oh, want to. He- I don't want to hear that it's truck. Awful, isn't I it? just. I the quieter the better, and maybe that is an age thing. But along it's with like that, kids, you just want to see them. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, how but I feel about, that's how I feel about rap music. I used to like it. Now I can't stand it. <laughs> that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Rap. Music? Uh, <laughs> it's like giant shrimp. Right. <laughs> Jumbo, right? Right. But yeah, but now cool is is silent. Yeah. You know, and and just looking clean and pretty and that whisper mode, a whole a whole different thing. And and you know, looking at it now, I would rather have a whole truck with disc brakes on it. Right. You know, that like the old stuff you're talking about, Jam, or the older stuff, yeah. Before deaf, they won't have disc brakes. You know, so, but any configuration, new technology <laughs> and old, throw some disc brakes on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. Get rid, of, yeah. get yeah. rid of the computer shit. I mean, yeah. just to throw it out there, Jam, we ordered five trucks. Th- well, shoot, it was the sleeper trucks we just got rid of. You guys, twenty six mm. and twenty seven. Uh-huh. When we ordered those trucks, they brought two of them in for us, and we ordered them with disc brakes, and they came in with drums. Oh wow! And we're like, nope. Where's the disc brakes? And they're like, oh, something got changed. We messed up and didn't do that. And we're like, well, we don't want them. Why would we want drum brakes when disc brakes are available? We asked for disc disc brakes. And we didn't get it. And we didn't take the trucks. And they're like, well, we understand. We'll order new ones. You know, and they they went up selling them. And it's funny. When people would drive by the dealership, they'd be calling us going, how come you didn't take those two trucks? You know, Peterbilt told us you backed out on that order and blah, 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 blah. You know, all this little rumor cusp started. And it's like, no, 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 wait a minute. We ordered them with disc brakes. They didn't have it. These trucks are going to run the mountains every day. Right. Because they were the replacement trucks. Sure. For the older trucks that had disc brakes, Jim. You know, so we were stepping back in technology, and that's not what we want. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Super Dave, you've been, you've driven a lot of your, a lot of trucks here, right? Mm -hmm. What would, what would be your, what would be your go-to setup right now? Yeah, I'm a lot like you, Jim. I mean, I've I drove that truck you're talking about with right. double engine brakes for many years, and um, so it does change. You know, I I love the straight stacks on old Big Red, and you know, making that thing sing when you would shift gears and it would go, you know, and uh, you know all of that. But nowadays, it's for me personally, it's about comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, the leg room, the quiet, the comfy seat, good stereo system, uh, you know, but then also, too, I want performance. I want the truck to pull a hill and not overheat. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you went through that. Yeah. You know, I mean, all of yeah. the old cats on a hot day, I don't care which one you were in, if you were pulling hard, it was going to overheat and you yeah. have to back out of it. Yep. And I think the computers on the trucks don't allow that nowadays. You know, it's everything's running right and... 
and uh, you know you're not low on coolant or whatever um, you're not going to overheat but then the jakes you can just go down the hill and put it in the right gear and relax not have to worry about you know overspeeding the old cat jakes were terrible um, they just made a lot of noise and they didn't really hold you back a whole lot so um, I do prefer Pete over Kenworth um, I just like the little amenities that I think they have, the pedals that still has to do with the pedals yeah, for me. Yeah, definitely the, the and, pedals. And Jim, and, that's changed in the cabs. Uh, the, yep. The the bumper and the headlights. Gotta love those headlights, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I I just think the product that we're driving every day is top of the line it, for it, all of those things. It is, Dave. It is, Dave. And I want to mention because you just mentioned it, comfort when you talk about visibility, Dave. That's more of a comfort issue. Yeah, because you're comfortable that you're not going to hit something. Right, that brought that visibility to you. So whether it's an owner or not, and I don't think the people realize how much safer it is, and that brings you a peace of mind, which is just comfort. Sure does, and yeah. it makes things easier, just like the automatic transmissions do. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, you know, we never, we haven't really talked about the auto. I mean, the the most badass is still the Allison that I've I've been in or driven, right? You know, but as far as an automated manual, our transmissions even with the problems they have are amazing because I hate to shift. Yeah. I don't want to freaking shift. I want to buy a car with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my personal vehicles don't have sticks in it. And anybody who goes, ah, oh, you know, you're not a truck driver unless you can shift. You know what? It's a lot like riding a bike. I can shift a truck. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And if I have to, I can remember. Yeah, I can ride a bike, but I prefer to drive a car with an automatic. Right, right. Yeah, that banana seat's not as comfortable yeah. as my Dodge. Something that I, I hear a lot, though, to you guys these younger folks, they want to learn. Some of them. So, so they are like, you know, I really want to drive an 18-speed. In fact, um, Juan, Juan, left he, he left to yeah. go learn an 18, and six months later, or a year later, he was back. But I do understand that. They, they want to learn the craft and, and be good at, totally. that's at what we do. Yeah. 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 And, and I tell people, listen, I spent all these years driving the Colorado mountains, doing deliveries in all kinds of weather, on dirt roads, 10% grades, and you have to learn how to shift that truck. I'm proud of that. But is it necessary nowadays? I don't believe so because moving forward, you're not going to need that. It's not going to exist. You won't be able to even buy an 18-speed 10 sure, years from sure. now. You but, you, but you still have to. You could add your craft to that automatic. You can still right. manually put it in certain gears, downshift it when you're in the pit, when you get loaded, you know all that, all the all the knowledge that you gain from a stick, you can put into that automatic mm-hmm. and even make it better. Hit that low low, low low that we learned in that endurance video, <laughs> which is which is just a lock, right? I totally <laughs> forgot to we we need to put that in next week's jam. Okay, to I totally talk about that, we were yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I had so much other stuff. I, I, got down I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Dang the endurance it. transmission Sorry, next Eric. week. Sorry, Eric Burnham. Nope I promised you, Yeah, I promised yep. you this week and failed. He, he did uh, when he, he was helping me out outside of Fry. He, he touched on that. So I, I've messed around with it a little bit. Yeah. Since. yeah. It's cool. just truly just a lock, though. Yeah. And the, for me, what it felt like is um, the max level, but in each level. Yes. If it, that makes it, sense. It's just the locked in, in the most you can get in that gear. In yeah. Gear. Yeah. 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 Yeah, really. So I'm assuming your dream setup is an international with, yeah. with, with, the with a with a coming part. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I, 
if we're going for looks, I'm going to go for a long hood, you know, a W900 or a, or a 389P, but I'd want a X15 performance oh. uh, turned all the way up, you know, the 600-plus horsepower, 2,000-plus foot-pound of torque. Um, but I'd have it def deleted, as you mentioned. <laughs> and uh, I would also... I, I would you s- rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I would also uh, stick with the automatic, you know, yeah, yep. I can drive a stick, but my knee really appreciates these automatics. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. I've also, um, I, I'm in a small percentage. I've never driven a 13 or an 18. I've driven up to a 10 from a oh. three speed up to a 10, but I've never driven a 13 or an 18. I've always been curious about them. And that's one of the things we talked about when I called about applying here. I told him right away, I've never driven a 13 or an 18. He goes, well, our trucks are automatic, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I can truthfully sit here, Jesse, and go, if you've driven a 10-speed, you have driven a 13 and an 18. That's, and that's you, what I've been told. I just, yep. I've just, never personally done it, so right? I feel like it's not something yeah. that I've it's accomplished. Just, it's just a button, You know how buddy. those 13 and 18s, you have about a four, 450 RPM split between gears on main box? Yeah. On the 13 or the 18, just cut that in half. You've got a 200 he, to 225. You said 30 on a 10 speed, Dave. Oh, I'm you, sorry. sorry. On yeah. a 10 speed. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, on the it's 10 the speed, you mean? Yes. As a 10 speed on a 13 or an 18. That four, 450 RPM split between the main box on the top side, you just can split that gear. That, that's yeah, and that, it, that's the way uh, it's been described yeah, to me. Yeah. 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 18 speed, you can split the top and bottom. Yeah. 13 speed, you only split the top. I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah, but that would. That'd be my ideal truck. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, auto chains. <laughs> and, 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 you can, and you can get that with the new 589. That's our cabs, so you get that big hood. I mean, we we went to the reveal, and yeah. it's it, it's an impressive truck with all it the is. new stuff. Yeah. And like Dave said, you. I mean, if, unless I really looked at it, I couldn't tell you that it was a different. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. Uh, 379 over a 589, you know, unless you go to looking at the mirrors and the headlights and the cleaners and all that other stuff. But you get that big cab. It's enough as a truck enthusiast as it's coming down you. If you're not in traffic or it's coming at you, if you're not in traffic and you're so focused on your traffic, you're looking at the truck coming at you on the other side of the highway. You're like, what? What is that a 389? Why does it look different? And then, you you know, you put the pieces together like, wait a minute, that's a hood. And you can't quite see it at the angle that it's coming at. And then you're like, but it's got the big cab. How does it have the big... And then, you know, then you just kind of pick the little pieces apart that they, you know, they splayed the hood back at a bigger angle, right, to fit that cab. And the air cleaners are... Reset. Recessed inside of the hood. Cow cow in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Portionally and just, yeah. Anyway. And my my last remark on, on this, Jesse, and for everybody listening is... We had a 600 cat, and I have to say, Jesse, it was a badass truck. Oh, I believe it. Badass yeah, motor. I believe it. I loved pulling that hill with that truck. Right, Dave? Yeah. And it was it seriously was a two-stack sports car. That's what the hell it was. But you went through tires. Oh, you went through tires. And I, to take that truck now and put an automatic in it, you, you, would, you would not work all day long. Right. That's just all there was to it. You know? but, can't, but heavy. You know, yeah. boat anchor of a motor at six, yeah. you know six hundred horsepower, and make the same amount of loads as you can with the truck today, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Easily can. Come you know, Friday, just, seven days a week, fifty-two weeks a year, you make less money. Yep. And that's yeah. that's tough to swallow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd be cool doing it. <laughs> there, there, there is. Yeah, yeah cool we can't. Doesn't come yeah. cheap. Yeah, does it? we yep. can't. We can't argue that cool factor. <laughs> you, you, you won't get us to argue that. Yeah, it's a two-door sports coupe with you know yeah. stacks yeah. on. Yep. 
So I had another question from the audience. Ricardo Cordova asks, is there a procedure for descending a steep grade without a jake break? I could actually speak on that because I learned how to come down a hill without jake breaks. When I drove for Stevens Transport, they had no jake breaks and they weren't going to put them on and you had to learn how to come down a hill without a jake. Wow. And it's the polar opposite of what we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, when you hear this, you're going to be like, well, that doesn't sound good and it wasn't. So the way to come down the hill, you know, I mean, this is the old school, like, okay, if you're pulling the hill in seventh, you're going to want to come down in fifth, right? You just take two gears away. But being in that proper gear is the most important thing. As you <clears throat> reach the top of the, or you're peaking before you start descending, you want to apply light, steady brake pressure, and that is five to seven pounds of brake pressure and you hold your foot on the brake the whole way down the hill so that the reason you would do that also is you didn't want to let air in into the brakes because if they get hot and then you let air in there now you're feeding it and that's when they could actually start smoking but there's been a few times i've done that and you get to the bottom of the hill and then you take your foot off the brake and you look back and a puff of smoke comes out of your brakes yep so yep yeah was, totally yeah yeah, jamming that, you know. Totally, dude. Yeah, back, back I mean, when, I'm, when we were talking about that 318, you know, it was so gutless, you, you were like in second or third to pull up the hill. And <laughs> you could be in the same gear as you went down because it was so you low. Could be fifth. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could come down. So you had to. Yeah, but prop, proper gear selection is a big one, and then light, steady brake pressure. But and yeah, speed, it was, it you was got, scary. You got to go slow. You just got to oh, go You have so to be prepared slow. in the beginning. Yeah. Yes. You can't yeah. be halfway down that no, hill. You can't. And, like you can yeah. with our stuff today. Yeah. 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 You, you, know? you are yeah. minus. An engine brake, so you gotta yeah. compensate for that with your speed. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta go slow. Always, always better to shift up than to have to shift down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's so funny, you guys. And, and I'm getting sidetracked here, but I printed. You know, I was looking for trucker appreciation stuff, and I, this is actually nine pages of trucker lingo for the CB. Oh wow! <laughs> and one of the th and it's alphabetical. Yeah, come out. Yeah, it's that's in there. And uh, anyway, one of the things that was on here was cabbage. And I'm like, cabbage? Why is cabbage on here? Cabbage patch. Well, cabbage I totally field. forgot. That's a steep grade in Oregon. Mm -hmm. yep. Been, right? on, been yeah. on that without shake breaks. Yeah. Cabbage. Yeah. There you go, Jam. So uh, Owens Brothers bought a loader, and we went and picked it up in Seattle. We had to come over cabbage on the way home. And it was funny because when one of the guys that worked here found that out, he's like, oh, my God, you got to come over cabbage. You're going to be like 110,000 pounds and... I mean, like, like he Doom he raised my blood pressure just talking to me about it. Like, oh my God, what? How bad is cabbage? I mean, we're in the Rockies; it can't be that bad, right? You know. And anyway, we pick up this loader, and yeah, sure enough, we're like one hundred and twelve thousand pounds. We just had a we were, had a five fifty cat with an eighteen speed that we had here, and my wife and I went over. We actually took a week to do it because we took a couple days, hung out in Seattle, picked up the loader. I'll never forget because to get our permits, we used this one company that got the permits through all the states. So I had to have every single axle weight. So I mean, I found this place that was a moving and storage facility near where I picked up the loader. I got all the weights, got all the measurements. You know, I'm turning all this in and. The lady at the scale at the time, she was like, okay, what, what kind of equipment do you have on? And I said, it's, a, it's a, a Caterpillar loader. And she goes, a Caterpillar? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, that's going to be the biggest butterfly I've ever seen. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> anyway, you guys, you know, 
we're coming up on cabbage and we're pulling the backside of it and I'm, I'm telling my wife like this is cabbage man this is a real deal this is a real deal you know and i even got to the top and i think they have a break check area you know like Vale here and eisenhower you know and like oh, you know we're gonna be going down the other side and i let some trucks go by and i roll out and i start down the other side and i'm like oh this <laughs> when's it gonna start yeah yeah like <laughs> like i'm going slow like i'm i'm working the jakes between two and three heads like i'm not going fast enough you know and I'm getting this bottleneck pretty soon. I'm like easing over and I'm letting trucks go by and stuff. And I'm like, well, I, I can see the rest of the way. This isn't, this isn't nothing, you know? And I just, I, I find that funny where we grow up and what we think is normal, right? you know, to other people, it's got to be catastrophic, right. right? Those guys think cabbage is bad. And I'm like, well, this wasn't so bad. And Was I it was, long? Because, like, grapevine in California, if I remember, like, that's just a long... Grapevine is long. long yeah. Know? And it's just I, like... Grapevine is cool to me because you are just... It's like you're literally falling out of the Rockies and yet, you know, you're coming out of Nevada, right? But, right. I mean, you were just dropping to that sea level. I, I yeah. love that. And just it's just jaking. Yeah. It's just all... Yeah. Just, but one gear all yeah, the way down. Yeah, it's just yeah. so cool. But anyway, yeah, no, there were some long portions of it. It's been a long time ago, Jim. Yeah, same here. So, so I'm trying to years. Yeah, visualize it. <laughs> yeah. I just remember, like, I was so built up, right. you know, and I, I'm like, I, well, I don't well. think I ever touched my brakes. Right. That's know? anticlimactic. So, yeah. Tell you what, though, that Wolf Creek, it's true what they say about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been on that one. Uh, just has to do with the hairpin turn at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes and, you're going to need to wake Earl up for that accident. Yep. <laughs> and being prepared, though, you know, right? Just driving it to the bottom like it should be driven. I do have a question for the brothers here, I, and I apologize if it's been asked before, but it's something I was curious about. Um, what is the plan for when you guys retire? Are you guys you guys have kids? Are your kids ready to <laughs> retire? Looking at, like, do, are your kids planning to step into the family business? Uh, Do we look that old, Jesse? (laughs) No. Don't answer that. (laughs) Jim shaves his hair off and I dye mine. (laughs) My gray hair is what he meant to say. (laughs) I shaved that shit. Uh, It's a great question, Jesse. And and honestly, I don't have an answer. Um, We, for the year, the last few years for myself, um, the success of of JFW um, and the people we have working here, um, you know, like yourself and like the steering committee and, you know, the mechanics, the wash bay, we're such a machine that we're starting to reach some of the goals that I never thought was achievable. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that those goals were what I had when I was 20 and 25 driving and the trucks I'm talking about. It's the goals of breaking stigmas of what truck drivers are like, what our business is like, what our company is like. Those are the stigma goals that I didn't have, but we've broken them now. So, you know, it, it looks like I want to ride them out as long as I can because I'm, I'm so excited about the future and what we're doing. Like the building over there, you know, we're talking openly about the building and stuff, and Dave brought it up yesterday is, is, you know, I, I talked to the couple, uh, I talked to Casey and Kendrick because they were over there after I met, met with the builder last week. And, you know, things are so expensive, I, I don't even know if we can do it. You know, interest rates are high and everything like that, but we still have that goal. You know, that's still something we want to do. So 
you know, me personally, I definitely want to see that done. So that that's not part in part in the requirement. Um, you know, and, and like I said, I love your question and hopefully I'm answering it because I'm also, uh, you know, going to turn 60 in March next year. And when I was young, people that were 60, they were freaking old, Jesse. <laughs> dude. And, and, you know, I, I, about turning 60, Super Dave's laughing here because he's, you're 61, Dave, or two? 62, two. almost 63. So, you he know. He looks good, though, doesn't he? he do, I mean, he he's does. got no gray hair and he doesn't shave. So, I mean, I'm like. That's because he does it like you. <laughs> you know, so that, so that question, Jesse, is looming. You know, because how, you know, 10 years will go by like, it'll be gone. Yeah. I'll be 70, you know? And, and so, yeah, just a great question. And, and I'm not sure. I guess I want to I want to be part of the success of JFW and, and work with amazing people as long as I can. You know, if, if, you know, and there's all sorts of different scenarios, whether, you know, we have somebody come along or, or one of you guys here step up and go, hey, teach me the business. I want to run it. I want to be the guy. I want to buy it from you someday. You know, maybe that's a possibility. Maybe, maybe a great company comes along and buys us, and me and Dave step down, and and you guys continue on with the company. We don't know that. You know, um, closing it is is never been a thought. I can definitely tell you that. That's not a that's not a thing. There's, but there is no kids. You know, as far as it, it, taking on the heritage, um, because. Both of us have kind of pushed our kids not to be in this business because we felt this business is hard. You know, at this point, has it been rewarding? Yeah, but I'm about to celebrate 42 years in the business. I've been doing this. I'm glad we've gotten to some rewarding points, you know, and I'm glad I didn't give up. I'm glad I got up every morning and did this. Um, but, you know, I'm proud I of I think my- you should say get up every morning yeah i'm still good I, I am not 60 yet <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. you know 60 yeah, i'll talk to you next year uh, yeah you say it like you're not doing it anymore and you're still doing it every day hey, exactly you know my my oldest daughter is, is a nurse my my uh middle daughter uh ali she's a dog groomer and and loving it my youngest daughter has her own business with her husband you know sam just went off to college and he's studying to be an engineer dave's son and and what that brings, and it doesn't mean Sam can't come back around. And I got an engineering degree, but I want to run the business. You know, hey, we'll we'll try to fit him in there. You know, and it doesn't mean not one of you guys can't come to us and go. You know, and, I, and by one of you guys, girls, boys, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm not at any one of you. There's an opportunity here that whatever the future's still open, Jesse. The time is clicking, though. <laughs> That's that. That would be my point. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't speak for your girls. I mean, Sam, you know, I mean, you know, like your son that's interested in engineering, you know, I'm sure you see some of these similarities, but I mean, Sam sees it in his mind. Like, he's been in trouble for 18 years of not showing how he gets the answer because he sees it. So as he's working through it, he doesn't write all the steps down, which at some point it's going to burn him. You know what I mean? And it, it could be his first year here in college. It could be a wake-up call. But, I mean, so far, he and my wife, he just texted my wife some formula. <laughs> I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't have a clue what that is. <laughs> and it wasn't like X equals Y plus 1. It was like the name of a formula and this and that. And it was all engineering. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I am, I am out of my league here. So, right. you know, not to brag on him, he's a pretty smart kid. But, uh, you know, when Jim says maybe he'd come back and if he wanted to run the business, he could. 
when Jim says that, that would only be if he was capable. Whether they're our kids or not, they're held to a standard that if you don't know this business, you can't run it. You have to know every square inch of what we do. You have to know how to change a tire. You have to know how brakes work. You have to know how the building is taken care of. You have to know, I mean, every square inch of what we do to be successful in this industry. You know, and he would have a long road ahead of him because at that age, at the age of 18, I mean, Jim and I were working here full time at that point of at when we were 18. Because of his career path, he hasn't even been able to come work here. He hasn't been able to grease a truck. He hasn't been able to work nights and put brakes on something or do any of that that Jim and I were doing when we were 15, you know? So he would have a long road ahead of him to learn those things, you know? And it, it I, we believe that's one of the attributes that makes us better, right? We, we sure don't know it all. And it's kind of funny as technology is changing I'm losing grip of what the trucks are capable of or how they work or, you know, about this or about that, you know, and I love to go down and, you know, ask Chris, uh, Chris or ask Ricky or <laughs> I about blended them and called him Chrissy. <laughs> anyway, Perfect. yeah, you know, and, and the information Mike gives me because how I believe it works in my head isn't truly how it works, you know, and I, I guess I want to always be able to help out on the radio or if someone's broke down or I want to be able to go fix that. I want to, even if I don't go fix it, I want to understand to know how it got fixed. You know, and that's that's just huge. Those are things, that's what makes you successful in this business. And like Jim said, it's taken a long time, a long time. So, yeah, great questions. Did I answer that, Jesse? <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> uh. Save us, Jim. <laughs> uh, we're going to do tips and tricks from Big Country. And this week's tips and tricks is about a post-trip. Just like clocking out of a 9-to-5 job and making sure your job is complete, a post-trip inspection is also required to ensure the safety of the next driver. A post-trip, asse a post -trip assessment is used for examining each component of the vehicle once a trip is complete. Some components include windshield and wipers. Engine fluid amount, emergency equipment, tires, tr and tread depth. Checking these areas can help you complete an adequate inspection, setting the driver up for success. Let's examine some of the benefits of performing a post-trip inspection. Number one, it could prevent costly delays. For example, a mechanic might thoroughly examine specific areas of the engine and inform you about CAT C15 engine parts to ensure you understand the details of your engine. Conducting a post-trip inspection ensures any repairs are taken care of before the truck is needed again for the next driver. Failure to do so can cause costly delays which might affect your next trip. Post-trips provide accurate report. A post-trip inspection is an opportunity to report anything wrong with the vehicle or any damage that occurred during the trip. This is a crucial step as companies must have proper documentation of each vehicle. Thus, conducting a thorough inspection will help avoid liability issues. More eyes on the truck. Many companies require two drivers to complete pre- and post-trip inspections to ensure the truck is safe to go out on the next trip. This means the vehicle has more eyes on it to catch any potential issues with the truck before it undergoes another long journey. 
we actually see that here. You know, somebody jumps in somebody else's truck, does a post trip or pre trip, and finds things that the driver, the everyday driver, doesn't. So you may even want to swap your with your neighbor and be like, hey, why don't I post your truck and you post trip mine? See if we can find anything. Isn't that a great plan? I like it. I do too. <clears throat> Follows consistent process. Like many other businesses, the pre and post trip inspection process is required for each job and needs to be taken seriously. Sticking to the required processes help helps make sure you and your fellow drivers are safe on the road. By understanding these benefits of conducting a pre and post trip inspection, you help to protect yourself and other motorists on the road. That's nice. good. That is awesome. Thanks, big country. Yeah, absolutely. Good job, Appreciate big country. That. He definitely put some thought into that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, shout out good. to old country if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Soup, you want to hit us with the high road hauling? Sure. Sure. I've got one put together, I think, that uh, everybody can identify with because everybody's probably second-guessed their um, direction in life or even if it's just you know for the day but uh, this one's titled have faith in yourself and your purpose on rare occasions someone knows exactly what they want and why from a young age but for most of us finding our purpose won't come overnight and it's not always an obvious or simple process your purpose is also called your truth honoring your truth means living your life fully and of course, there are as many truths in life as there are people in the world. You must first figure out what's important to you, what truly matters most. You'll know when you feel emotional attachment for something, someone, or a certain situation. When you feel happy, angry, or sadness, you know it matters to you. Over time, you will realize why you feel a certain way about something. When you do, you will be one step closer to finding your purpose. Have confidence in your mission. Remember, it's your mission, your passion, your truth. If others share it, great. If not, you must have confidence in yourself to continue forward. Your confidence will instill confidence in others to join you. One very important ingredient you need is to feel you're adding value, not only for yourself, but value for others. When you believe you can improve your life and the lives of those your purpose touches, you are motivated to work harder and with greater passion. It will steamroll and build your confidence and therefore you will get better and stronger. Your subconscious mind is very powerful. If you believe you can't or you can, your conscious mind will follow. So erase your doubts inside and out. When you believe in yourself, magical things will happen. Believing in yourself includes things like your self-worth, it's the sense that you have value as a human being. Self-confidence, a positive attitude about your abilities, qualities, and judgment. Self-trust, that's faith that you can rely on yourself. And autonomy is feeling able to choose and direct your own behavior. And environmental mastery, your belief that your efforts will result in the changes that you desire. Your truth has to give you joy. As we all know, life is short, so we better enjoy what we are doing with our lives. If you don't, that's the first and probably the strongest reason to move on or to reevaluate yourself. Uh, and the quote this week is, never let negativity get to you. As long as you believe in yourself, that's all that matters. And that was spoken by Becky G. 
an unlikely source for that. I guess she's a pop singer or something. I've never heard of her. But I've never heard of her either. That's <laughs> yeah. so fun. When you started to say Becky, I'm like, who's he going to say, Becky? And then when you said <laughs> Becky G. Becky Hunstein. <laughs> no, like, what? <laughs> Who is Becky G? That's crazy. Yeah. That's I did crazy. look her up. And she's she's a pop singer and actress, I guess. Any songs, Dave, that were... I know? Yeah, no? not me, man. No? I'm not... I'm not up on all that yeah, stuff. I don't. You know Kenny G, not Becky G. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you are spot on, brother Dave. <laughs> I know Kenny G. Oh, that's I like so Kenny G a lot. That's because we're about to be sixty, Dave. Yeah. That's the reason we know that. That's right. Well, that's, that's right. Funny. If it helps, I don't know who Becky G is either. Do you know who <laughs> Kenny G is? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Jam, I know you're going to want to close out, but I have to jump in there, you guys. I know we Do haven't done our final thoughts yet, but. Uh, I have to jump in there. Everybody's going to hate me because it's, you know, Truck Driver Appreciation Week, but I do have some politics I have to jump on. <laughs> Only because it's it includes one of our own, right? Everyone should know Rich Trujillo is running for the city one of the city council seats uh, in the ward he lives in, in Ward 3 in Commerce City. And uh, it's just important he gets in that seat. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be sitting here doing one of the things I absolutely hate to do, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to ask for donations for Rich. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have a GoFundMe page. Uh, the website is not set up yet. And I know, you know, many people carry 20 bucks in their pocket, but in order to do this, there's rules and regulations we need to check to get started. So if anybody is willing to write Rich Trujillo a check, for this city council seat, his opponent that he's going against, uh, that that was appointed, she didn't run for the position. She was appointed two years ago because the seat was vacated, but she's running now for the position. Uh, she believes that uh, Suncor should be sundowned, and that means put out of business. They should be closed. They are the only refinery here in Colorado. Uh, there's many other things in her campaign that you know they just don't align with with the majority of the people that we know their beliefs and it's just important that rich gets in this race or or wins this race it's going to be an uphill battle for him because unfortunately his name didn't make it on the ballot so he's really at a deficit and and it's going to be a harder race than we had thought because we have to get the word out to write his name on the ballot so literally we've kind of come up with a slogan that uh write in Rich Trujillo because he's the right candidate. And we're spelling it all with W-R-I-T-E, the word right, like you would write a sentence. And, uh, you know, we'll have some flyers made, some little door hanger things, uh, yard signs. I say we. I'm just, I'm so pumped to to help Rich through this, you know. And and through this, I, I kind of feel like I talked him into it a little bit. Well, a lot. I mean, it was... <laughs> kind of my fault but anyway I, what i love about rich his tenacity to take this on and his wife Joni, i just win lose or draw and i've said this before i just can't commend him enough so the bottom line is you know he's going to need some money if everybody could write rich a check for 25 dollars or 20 dollars but it has to be a check and the check needs to be made out to elect rich trujillo that's all it has to say is elect rich trujillo because that's what we need to write in on his campaign is write in Rich Trujillo. And uh, one more, you know, ask for that is uh, his campaign manager, uh, because Rich has so many doors to go knock on in his ward. There's about 2,300 homes uh, or, or 
possibly 3,000 homes in his ward that that he's you know that he wants to try and help those people in that in that ward is uh, they want to do what's called a super Saturday and what the campaign manager is describing that as she wants to get as many people together as she can to divide and conquer if we could get like three groups of four people or five groups of four people that can just go walk on doors and spread Rich's name and and knock on the door and talk to the people that are home and explain why Rich would be great to help his district because he cares about the people that are there. He cares about the people in Commerce City, you know, and he wants what's best for Commerce City. So anyway, those are a couple of the things that I'm out here asking for. Those two, they're going to try and do two Super Saturdays. It would be great to have wives and kids walk in that as well and help knock on doors because I think it's a little less a little less intimidating when one man walks up to knock on a door and there's just a housewife home or kids home versus a family outside in the street. You would think it's pretty safe to answer the door or it actually raises intrigue, you know, and and why that's important and you know why Rich is a, a good candidate for this position. And anyway, they're looking for people to help on Saturday, September 30th, and also the following Saturday, October 7th. And uh, anybody that's interested in volunteering for that or would be willing to write Rich a check for 20 or $25, you know, and you can write a check for more than that if you believe in him. You know, if you believe in the cause or you believe in how we need to get involved and, and change our world, you know, this is one way to do it. And I, again, I'm so proud of Rich and, and Joni, his wife, for stepping up and doing this that I... I can't thank him enough. And, and like I said, win, lose, or draw, he's going to be better because of this. And, and and that will be win, lose, or draw. And I guess I'm excited to see how he does. And, and, you know, we were talking this morning, and it was pretty interesting because he's like, what does a truck driver have to do with city council? What are, what are some of the similarities? And I was like, oh, Rich, it's just like driving a truck. When you pre-trip your truck, which Rich is, is great at, he's not one of those guys that – comes in in the morning and he's got three flat tires and no oil and this, that, and the other, right? He's pre-tripped and post-tripped his truck. He's prepared. And that pre-trip is going out and talking to the community and finding out what their concerns are. The driving aspect of it is conveying that to the other city council members and to the, the planners and the people that work at the city and say, hey, this is what the community needs. This is what they're asking for. This is what the people, the majority of them want, Right not always going to align with everyone. And then the post trip is actually taking that information that he got from the people at city council or the city themselves and taking back to the people and going, listen, this is where we need to figure this out, right? We need to discuss these items and, and redo it and bring it back and, and work through that. So it's, it's very similar. It's, and they're common sense things and needs. You're supporting your community and you're just doing a good job. So again, I don't like doing it I, only because, you know, if I could support his campaign on my own, I would. But that's you can't do that. It's not possible. So if anybody wants to write a check for Rich for 20 or $25 or more, it just needs to say elect Rich Trujillo. That's so he can deposit the check in, in the account. And it's not his account. This goes in... Uh, a political account Fund. that that is it's designated for that rich can't spend that money it's not his personal money won't have anything to do with that it's for his election that is it and i was going to ask like so how is that money used 
Oh, Jim, the, the, the needs are great, right? He'll have to have yard signs made. He's going to have to have posters made. He's going to have to have flyers, flyers made. He's going to have to have mailers done. You know, it could come down to some YouTube videos. It could come down to all these things. And that all takes money. Yep. You know, none of it is going to be cheap. <laughs> right. I, I mean, ultimately, I mean, there could be, he could be looking for $20,000 to make this happen, which right. which is crazy because the seat he's running for is a non-paid seat. Right. It's not like you get elected and, oh, I, I'll make $40,000 being a city councilman. It's right. You're donating your time. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> Rich and I laughed only because we were over there together. I think the biggest thing he gets is a sign with his name on it for a parking spot over there <laughs> right. at, at the city hall in Commerce City. So, anyway, I guess those two things, I'm... Um, I'm going to say it again. I'm asking for a check to be made out to elect Rich Trujillo for 20 or $25 or more. You know, I love to throw that or more out there. And also, if anyone, uh, and I don't care if it's just you or, you know, again, I, I want to promote family because I think Rich is a family guy. He's got three kids, uh, wife. He's lived there in Commerce City in that ward since 2006. He works here in Commerce City. I mean, he's the essence of what this community is. And I guess that's another reason I'm so proud of him. And uh, anyway, if anybody wants to be involved in that uh, Super Saturday, and I, I love the name that, that his campaign manager came up with. You know, those are other costs, Jim. The campaign manager and stuff, that's not free. Ah. He has to pay for that. So anyway, yeah, I mean, those are all costs that are involved. And, you know, I think at some point, JFW will probably host a fundraiser for him. I don't know if we'll do it here at the office, or, you know, I would like to do it in his neighborhood somewhere only so we could attract people. And I, I don't know what that looks like. That's up to his campaign, but we'll participate in it in some, some way or fashion. I know the Colorado Motor Carriers was talking, Association was talking about being involved in it, you know, and, and you know, just bringing that to light that it's, it's powerful to have, have a person like Rich in that seat it, it's it's a good thing so I'll, I'll get off my political horse and i hate to have to throw that in there but this is a good way to get that information out and ask our people for help awesome yeah i gotta i guess i gotta jump in there dave and kind of kind of help you with the with the cause here um and and correct me if i because i haven't been as involved as as you have been in uh jam one of you, one of the things when you're talking about the money is jfw can't donate money to rich oh, wow. companies companies no, no can, corporate sponsors no corporate sponsors so this is truly individuals which should be you know it's about your community but you know with everybody listening here and i, I know dave's asking for money and stuff and and sometimes that's tough because we have we have people like manny you know veronica's got her mom um you know uh dustin's going to go be going through some things and, and stuff like that but the word i've heard Steve dave Ray. Stingray, yep. Um, Rico. Um, Rico, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the word I've heard Dave used is we need some base hits, okay? A little bit of baseball terms, which will put you right to sleep, right, Jesse? <laughs> um, but some but you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but the word base hits, and what I'm getting, what I'm meaning by that is if we don't get some people, like-minded people like Rich, in some of the smaller seats, which is just a base hit. We got a guy on first. You know, maybe we can get him around a second. Maybe we can get him to city council 
and you know he can he can become a, a commissioner or a governor or something like that. I don't know Rich's aspirations, you know, and we don't want to force him to that. But I think with, his eyes just rolled when he heard that. Right, governor. right when he when he governor listened Trujillo. to this. But <laughs> we have to have some like-minded people in these positions, and I know we're asking for money. But the thing is, I mentioned these other people because if we don't get some like-minded people in positions like this and bigger seats, there's not going to be programs and areas and ways to help our people in need. Our, our uh, uh, health care system is broken, and there's some changes coming down the, the pike here at the end of this year, which we all just found out in the steering committee, which, which might help. You know, we have... Uh, you know, just just different systems that are broken that we need like-minded people like Rich and other people in those positions to make a difference, to add some common sense if we can. So it takes some money in the front that you don't see what it's going for, you know, like giving money to to, to Dustin or, or, you know, Manny or something like that. You're seeing your money work. You know, this, you may not see no results. Dave, Dave said it. It's a, it's a lose, draw, or win, and really there's no draw. He's either going to win or lose. You know, so you're going to go, okay, I just spent 25 bucks on Rich. What does that get me? Nothing at this point. But it's the faith of making a difference in our communities and in our country and in our world that that's what you're gaining. And I, I have to be a proponent because... Dave's come to me and, you know, JFW can donate in certain terms, not, not like this. It's an individual and that's a whole nother thing. And he's asked me for money and, and our biggest things are what do we get for our money? What do we get for our money? You know, when we go buy a tire, we get a tire. Right. When we go buy fuel, we get fuel. When we donate to Rich, what do we get? You know, and, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a tough mindset. So I guess I'm asking you for Dave, you know, because I don't think he didn't really touch on this part, is, is let's make a difference. You know, and, and if you're a position that you can afford that, the 20, 25 bucks or whatever it is or more, let's start someplace. Let's do these things as a family and as a community and see, and see what we can make better. I mean, I don't mind uh, uh, the, the person that Rich is running against well, I do mind. Wanting to close Suncor, okay? I would rather see what can we do to make Suncor better because we need them. Not just close them. Right. That is going to be bad for everybody. Can everybody. you imagine the cost? If you're worried about spending the 20 or $25 right now, imagine the cost if Suncor was closed. Yeah. Do we know what that would do to the local economy? Not alone. The I mean, they support 12,000 12, yes, people it, here in Commerce yeah. City. Or that work here that generate taxes from Suncor for Commerce City. And it is mind-boggling. I'll try and get the statistics. I didn't even bring this up to you, Jim. But the what was Suncor closed for like 69 days this last winter? Yeah. There, on, there was a time on, on frame. Ref, on refitting. Right. Exactly. And I, anyway, uh, they were, his campaign manager is working on the numbers. But Commerce City lost millions in just tax revenue because Suncor was closed. Can you imagine if they were out of business? Yeah, and Commerce City's been trying to make themselves better for years with reunion, parks, you know, the rec yeah. centers, all that kind of stuff. That money comes from Suncor. Absolutely. But you want to just cut it out? Come on. You know, yeah. let, let's grow together. And, and I guess I, I'm going to jump in, you know, so we're not stuck on this on our closing thoughts here. I ran across a little article, and I'm, I'm, hopefully it's true. <laughs> Maybe somebody can Google it, kind of really check into it. But, you know, buffaloes and cows, 
you know, the kind of just a couple of big animals and stuff like that. And uh, from this article is that uh, the difference between buffalo and cows is when a storm's coming, cows will run away from the storm. They run, and they'll run, and they'll run, and they'll run. But eventually they get tired, and they get caught up in the storm, and then they have to brace for the storm anyway and try to get through the storm. And, and why they're, they're exhausted in the, from running. Exactly. They've been exhausted. Buffaloes, they turn and they run towards the storm. And they just run and they charge hard towards the storm. And then they get through the storm sooner. They face the storm. They're still strong because they've just ran into it and facing it and they're in the middle of the storm the storm passes and they're not exhausted when they come out to the other side they've stood there and they'd face the storm it is time for every one of us to be a buffalo step up and face the storm whether it's in your craft as being a driver whether it's as you being a husband or a wife or a father or a mother or whatever you do it's time to face the storm. You can get through it sooner. You know, uh, Dustin, this is kind of a shout out to you. When you have your surgery done, it's time to be a buffalo, buddy. Run towards the storm. You can do it. You will get out of this and be stronger and better than when you went into it. And I, 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 I hope everybody can take a moment and, you know, run towards the storm. Be strong. And you, you can do it. You have the foundation. So that's my that's my my closing arguments. <laughs> wow, you did good, Jim. Nice job. Yeah, that's awesome. And did while he? you're running to that storm, write a check for electric <laughs> twenty twenty five or more. Remember the or more. And don't let the don't let the base hits put you to sleep. Write the check first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry for the baseball analogy, Jesse, but it's it's, it's a, just a good term or a good analogy for you us. You could use the same idea. as just let's just get a first down. Yeah, exactly. don't have to score yeah. a touchdown, no. right? We yeah. just need another first yeah. down. Now you got now you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we need to get, but we need to work down the field, Dave. Yeah. Right, we need to get down the field far enough that hey, maybe we can't score a touchdown, but we can kick a field goal. And we do that with right? first downs, though. How do you get down the field, Dave? First, first downs. downs. Yeah. yeah. No, I I get it. Yeah. 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 yeah you can twist it any sports analogy you want. So, yeah. so uh, pickleball. Got to you go there. I, I don't even know if I'm. If I'm <laughs> yeah. So with with everybody uh, makes fun of the terms in that. With base with basketball, don't you got to get in the, inside the paint for that shot? Is that oh, like, I mean, a layup you do, but <laughs> the, the big thing in basketball these days is three-pointers. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, boy, shoot from the outside, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Just make a field goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely, go. Jesse. There you go. Well, I, I know I told you guys I printed a sheet of, it's called the ultimate list of 222 trucker slang terms. It's nine pages, you guys, when I printed it. <laughs> And I started to read through them, and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how many of those I do use. But I'm going to start with one I don't. And I've never heard this before, and it cracked me up, and it's the very <laughs> first one. Do any of you guys know in here what Alabama chrome is? Alabama chrome. Yeah, if you're, if you're a CB trucker, no, you're driving all day long. from Colorado. What, what would you guys call Alabama chrome? What come would you on, think driver, it is? I just passed some Alabama chrome there. Come on, kick it back. Probably <laughs> nothing I could say on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's totally podcast worthy. It's duct tape, you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, that's a shock. Right, isn't it? I have, I have never heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, and I'll just quickly go across down the page, right? I mean, so many of the words we use, and I'm going to skip 
three quarters of them, but anteater like a you know a kenworth anteater truck the the first ones that came out came yeah, out right came out with an alligator i hadn't heard this one alligator radio that's a loudmouth sea beer i hadn't heard that before i, right? I know the alligator skin but i haven't heard that one yeah yeah uh back out of it obviously we know slow down uh i hadn't heard this one i got a kick out of it band-aid buggy do you guys know what a band-aid buggy is the ambulance 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 yeah yeah, yeah no good guess obviously you got bear bear bait this one I hadn't heard before. Do you guys know what a bear bite is? Ticket. A ticket. You got a ticket. But have you ever heard it? I mean, is no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw an email from some stuff going on. It looks like we got a bear bite at a port. Yeah. From somebody this morning. So, uh, yeah, bear in the bushes. Obviously, a belly dumper. That's a bottom dump. Uh, brake check. Uh, I hadn't really heard it before. A black eye. A truck with a headlight out. Mm-hmm. Hadn't heard that before, right? We got a boogie. Got to get it top gear and get going. Uh, the boulevard. Do you know what the boulevard is? Mm-hmm. The interstate. The interstate highway. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I, I hadn't heard this one before. Brush your teeth and comb your hair. It sounds pretty sounds That pretty would be like checking the hoses on the, on that, the deck. Stopping and, at the truck stop for yeah. a shower. Yeah, that's law enforcement shooting vehicles with a radar gun. Oh. Oh. Brush your teeth and comb your hair. I'd never heard that. So you're looking uh, good. Getting ready for a picture. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Radar. Thanks radar. for explaining that, Jam, because I'm like, all right, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm still young. Obviously, <laughs> a, a bulldog is a Mack truck. I didn't know this. A bullfrog. Do you guys know what a bullfrog is? Mm. An ABF truck? Mm. Oh, uh, I, I call them something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, Buster Brown is a UPS. A cab over, right, is a cab over. CB Rambo is a wannabe tough guy. Uh the comedian, that's the median strip between the opposing lanes of traffic. Uh, a come-apart engine. I didn't know they'd really have it in here. That's a Cummins engine, which, I mean, we've ran many for years. Yep. And hopefully the five we just bought don't do that. And we, we've not found one brand that don't come apart, right, Yeah, Dave? right, right. I did get a kick out of this one. A cracker head. <laughs> Whoa. It's just a derogatory term. It's just an insult. like right. Just like up? we call it a cracker? Yeah, cracker? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, some people think that's racial. You used to use I've, that term a lot. You crack your hand. <laughs> right? Yeah. I've never thought of yeah. racial, and no. now it can be racial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's a white cracker usually. I've right? always thought it was racial. I, I, I've no, never thought that. No. To me, it's like exactly what this says. It's just a derogatory term. Hmm. Derogatory. Right? Like, racial. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say racial in there. So, uh, uh, diesel cop, uh, that's a DOT commercial vehicle enforcement officer. Diesel bear as yep, well. Yeah. Yep, diesel bear, obviously double nickels. Uh, God, I don't need to explain what an 18-wheeler is. Uh, fingerprint, I hadn't seen this. Uh, to unload a trailer by yourself, a fingerprint. Huh. Does that mean you're putting your hands on so everything? Every, every piece? Uh-huh. Every piece on that load? Never yeah. heard of that. Well, it... It makes sense because some you know places advertise no touch freight, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not unloading. It's saying you're not you're, touching it. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Your fingerprints that's, not that's on true, it. That's true, Jesse. Obviously, Gear Jammer, uh, Georgia Overdrive, Go Go Juice, Good Buddy. Uh, what does it say about Good Buddy? Gay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's derogatory. <laughs> Bacon. Uh, it says. <laughs> This used to be the thing to say 10-4, good buddy. Not anymore, as this is called. (laughs) 
Yep, you got it, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we'll leave the good buddy part off of there. <laughs> yeah, you never. So you'd be over the road and somebody like, come on over, good buddy. And he'd be like, I ain't your good buddy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, put right on there, not homosexual. <laughs> That's exactly what it says. Did not know that. Uh, I, this one took me a minute to understand what it was, but it said, go to the Harley. When you're talking on the CB, go to the Harley. Do you guys know what that means? Uh, where are Harley Davidsons made? Indiana, aren't they? Go to uh, Indiana. Is that the bike lane or something, or the side of the road? Harley Lane. Go to Channel One on the CB is what that means. Ooh, I guess number one, the Harley's number, number one. one. Uh, right. So go go to Harley Davidson, uh, or go to the Harley. You know, gouge on it or gas on it. Greasy spoon, greasy side up. Uh, happy, happy. It's just Happy New Year. Uh, I didn't know a happy hooker was just a tow truck we we pay for happy hookers on a weekly basis we spend a lot of money yeah. on hookers day yeah. are, are they called camel towing <laughs> <laughs> no i think I, last what last one we heard was j dog <laughs> right wow. yeah hole in the wall that's going through a tunnel in the huh. mountain huh? right didn't okay. know that that's where uh, I, uh, 70 in Eisenhower Tunnel is. Yeah. Right. Hole in the wall. Yeah. Again, I'm just trying to touch on some of these. God, I'm only to L. Uh, a large car, obviously, we know. Left coast is the west coast. When you say, let's go to the left coast, that's the west coast, right? Mm -hmm. uh, local yokel, that's a city or a county small town officer. Uh, lollipop, the small reflector on marker poles on the sides of the highway. Mm. I didn't know that. Uh, obviously, we know a lumper, a meat wagon is, a, is an ambulance. Uh, mud duck is a weak radio signal. Uh, 95th Street is Interstate 95. Uh, oh, I hadn't heard this one. Oval head. Anybody know what an oval head is? is that, uh... It's Peterbilt. Peterbilt owner. Yep, exactly. Oh, oval. Yeah. Pay the water bill. Go to the car truck wash? No, pay the water bill. Pay the water bill. <laughs> it's a restroom break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go pay the water bill. I actually heard somebody say that a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, polecat. Anybody know what a polecat is? Oh, I've, I've heard, heard that, that, but I can't. It's a skunk or something, right? Spot on, Dave. Yep, yeah. it, yep. It's a skunk. And it, this one took me like five times to say it, and then I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. So I'll do the best I can to say it, but. Uh, appreciate it is how they've got it, and it's P R E E S H A Y D I T. Preziate it, and I'm like, preziate it. What is that? It's a thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> uh, a pumpkin. Everybody knows what a pumpkin is. Uh, Schneider. Yep, Schneider truck. Uh, Rambo again. Ratchet jaw. Same thing. Uh, Let's see. Arrest area. Got some rest area. Yeah. Rest area. Got some diarrhea. Roger B. A roller skate is any small car. Oh, I hadn't seen this. A salt shaker. Do you guys know what a salt shaker is? Oh, a sanding truck? Yep. Yep. Plow truck. Sandbox. I hope we don't ever find out what a sandbox is. Do you guys know what a sandbox is? Runaway ramp. Yep, exactly. Oh, I hadn't heard this. I didn't see that earlier. Do you guys know what Schneider eggs are? Yeah, the uh, barrels. Uh, 
the orange cones in construction areas. <laughs> <laughs> Probably same difference, I, right, I Jim? That. Yeah, the, yeah, the water barrels, the orange water the barrels. Orange, yeah. Yeah. The orange, they're, they're not water barrels, but they're not cones. They're the big orange barrels. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah gotcha. They, they do fill, well, it's not water, but they do fill them, Jim, do with they? liquid. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Do you guys know what a sleeper creeper is? That's got to be a hooker. <laughs> yeah, prostitute, exactly. Well, obviously, smoky or smoky bear. Uh, what's a split? Mousetrap? Like off-ramp? Or yeah, what? it's just a junction. Oh. Like, like we tell everybody headed to Coors, call it the split, right? Yeah. Spy in the sky is a you know airplane or helicopter. Uh, I'm pulling a <clears> thermos <throat> bottle. Your coffee. Tanker. Tanker trailer. Yep, uh-huh. yep. Uh, I got too many eggs in the basket. Something to do with chicken hauling? Overweight. Mm-hmm. Overweight. Ooh. Yeah, good. Man, nice, you guys dude. are, these are good ones. Yeah. These are easier yeah. than the dad jokes. Uh, that makes, <laughs> that makes Tri- sense when somebody asks if the chicken coop is clucking. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Triple digits. Triple yep. digit truck. Anything over 100, yep. Uh, I had never heard this one before. What's a VW? Volkswagen. <laughs> it's a Volvo white tractor. Oh, oh Volvo. That's got to uh, go back in time. Yeah, those, for a white, it's those not. Those haven't been made for years, yeah. right? Wally World. Everybody knows Wally World, right? Yeah. Walmart. And then uh, the last one on there is Wiggle Wagons, a set of doubles or triples. Huh. And that was a fraction. So here's, here's some geography for you. I'll, I'll say it, and you got to tell me what state. Okay. Shaky. California. Big Only a- because I saw it on here, Jam. <laughs> Big Apple. New, New, York, York, New York, yeah. Guitar. Tennessee. Yep. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. There's. Oh, I had like five of them. Sunshine. Florida. 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 Yeah. Yep. Uh, Ironically, did you know Colorado has more sunshiny days than Florida? I didn't know that. I did know that. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we're the mile high. There's a few other ones. Yeah. Sure. Good yeah. Job. Yeah. Those are good yeah, ones. Good yeah. Job. Did not know the shaky. I only saw it on here, uh, Jim. I'd never yeah. heard that. Going to shaky. Yep. Going to shaky. Any yep. place in California. Forget what they call Vegas. The Strip. Mm, that's maybe. not going to the strip could be hmm. all right final thoughts anybody else you got any final thoughts there jesse i would say to uh the new guys who are slip seating and um doing ride-alongs it it's all about your perspective mm. um i looked at it as every time i did a ride-along i could pick the brain of somebody else because everybody does something a little bit differently and you know no two drivers i mean yeah everybody can you know lift a trailer and lower a trailer but there's little things that everybody does differently so take advantage of the opportunity to pick the brains of the people uh, that have been doing this for a while that's that's what i did and uh, be patient and i also want to say thank you guys for having me on here i appreciate it and you know be safe Absolutely, Jesse. Jesse, thanks for joining us. You've been a good guest. Thank you. Soup, any final thoughts? No, I think uh, we've covered it. Jam, how about you? I just got my scripted final thoughts today, but (laughs) I do appreciate everybody. Uh, We were talking about Pride earlier, and uh, even when I was a driver here, not just a driver, but a driver here, I felt a lot of pride working for JFW. This place is different, and I'm glad uh, a guy like Jesse could notice that, and we appreciate what you do and what everybody else does in the fleet. So don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. I'd like to be at 220 next Wednesday. 
Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find Amber's mom. Links to our story will be in the description of today's podcast. And don't forget to cut a check for Alec Rich Trujillo. Nice. Perfect. Say the creed and get on out of here. Sounds good. Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Happy Driver Thanks, Appreciation Week, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanks Driver for all the hard work. Appreciate you. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem Cause we got diesel in our veins We've got diesel in our veins I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just looking for another load There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. 
Breaker, Breaker 23. Anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.